Hello, listeners. Yes, I know you probably expected to hear Wyatt's voice, but it's me, Ash. Um, Just putting a little bit of a sound bite in the beginning of this episode to let you know that because Jude is crazy and people have jobs and are doing adult things like moving into a house, um, our recording schedule has been how they say, fuck to hell. So it might be some inconsistent posting for a little while. We'll definitely keep you up to date. Just make sure to follow the social media, Word of Godcast, pretty much wherever. And we'll let you know when we get back on the right track again. Hopefully it will be soon. June is almost over. Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vvim or it-its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he-him pronouns. You can find me celebrating the launch of Remap Radio, Waypoint Rises from the Ashes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> And you can follow uh, the show. <laughs> Am I supposed to do that? Okay. Usually it's you. I don't know. Usually it's Wyatt, but Wyatt stopped doing it, so I started Wait, doing it. You can follow I don't, the show. No, I've never done. I've never done. You can follow the. I've never done. You can follow the show. I don't know our URLs. I introduced the episode. It's always Word of Godcast wherever you are. Okay. Anyway, you can. We haven't, we haven't the show recorded on Twitter, in two Tumblr, weeks. and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Yeah, I never say that. I really thought it was you. I never okay. say that's probably I started asthma. doing it more recently, but I guess it's okay. usually Ash. Um, it's been like two anyway, weeks since we recorded last, and yeah. you can see we're handling it very well. Today, uh, we are talking about Supernatural Season 8, uh, Episodes 7 and 8, Little Slice of Kevin and Hunteri, uh, Hiro, Hirochi, Hirochi, I don't know, we never decided how we're supposed to pronounce that, I don't know, it's Latin. Um, yeah, uh, content warnings for these episodes will include... Content warnings for this episode include kidnapping, children in danger, torture, blood explosion, reclaimed use of the F-slur in that someone is jokingly quoting someone as using it as a slur. It was me. Sorry, guys. Dismemberment, show typical weirdness about sex work, cartoon gore, suicide, and fantasy love. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Um, since the last time we spoke, comments, we you can did... Also... Send them to those places. Since <laughs> um, last time we spoke, we did get an ask, um, <laughs> no, sending us some cat pictures and telling us about a cat named Cass. We were asked not Thank to you. make the ask private, uh, public, so we won't be posting it. Um, but if you were the one who sent that in, thank you. Your cat is beautiful and also extremely large. <laughs> thank you for your large cat. Um, we also have a comment from Gabe. Would you like to read it, Ash? Sure. Um, friend, friend of the show, Gabe. Yeah, friend of the show, Gabe. Uh, uh, they say, okay, I went to public school in Pennsylvania when I learned about the Civil War, and we did not have to write letters as Northern and Confederate soldiers. That was what we did for the Mexican-American War. What we did do was march through the halls and shrunken down Union formations to move troops in the Velcro sticky maps that were projector-traced onto the hall. Incredible. So, 
strategic reenactments, I guess. I love I love the public school system. A glimpse yeah. into a world I never knew existed. <laughs> you guys marched down the hall for the war? What? It's a good sense of what it was like. It's totally the same feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Today we are starting with 8-7, A Little Slice of Kevin. That rhymes, whoa. Uh, written by Buck Lemming. Because you can tell because it's a silly pun for a title. Mm-hmm. In the cold open, a demon kidnaps a kid. It's very dramatic. Uh, then we see Dean is driving down the road um, with We Gotta Get Out of This Place playing, which is fun. And he sees Cass at the side of the road in like his purgatory outfit and he backs up the car. But Cass is not there. Hmm. There's just like a signpost with a bear. Um, interesting. I'm not, I'm going to leave that there. Uh, back at the motel, Sam points out a bunch of disappearances, uh, including the cold open boy. So we've got our case for the episode. Um, Crowley is torturing Samandriel for more names, but he says the next generation isn't born yet. Um, obviously Crowley has all these kidnapped people. Um, next generation of what? Hmm. I wonder. Meanwhile, Kevin and Linda are stanced the fuck up. They have a demon-proof base and extremely good caution levels and precautions prep. They have holy water and sigils and devil traps and anti-possession tats. And Linda just hired a Craigslist witch named Delta to make them the demon bomb that Kevin learned about. They're Um, basically hunters now, except they have terrible infosec. They're so good at what they do, except for the Craigslist thing. Um, <laughs> Sam and Dean talk to the woman who was possessed in the cold open. They confirm she's no longer possessed, but this, this, she did smell sulfur at the time, so we know demons are involved, which we already knew, so the scene does nothing. Uh, at the motel, while Sam sleeps, Dean sees Cass at the window in the rain, but when he goes closer, Cass is gone. Sam wakes up, and Dean actually confesses that he's been seeing Cass everywhere, so they talk about Dean's survivor's guilt. Um, and we get a flashback where nothing much really happens except that Purgatrio shares a moment on the way to the portal and Dean says nobody gets left behind, which is some nice dramatic irony because obviously Cass yep. did get left behind. Uh, back to Crowley, he asks his kidnappees if they can read his tablet, but none of them can. So he kills or injures, I'm not sure, one of them for whining. Um, these guys are useless. Fuck. Delta shows up to deliver the bomb ingredients to the trans, but she only gives them enough for one bomb. She says the rest will be upon full payment. Linda's really mad about it. Kevin has a crush on Delta, and she, like, goes off to the bathroom. Or does she? Does she? Uh, Mm. Sam finds a case of some non-Americans, non-U.S. Americans disappearing. Um, But who cares about that when Cass shows up behind Dean in the bathroom mirror? And this time he's actually here. Hi, Cass. Hi. Hi, Cass. Um, he's been trying to reach out, but he's not, or he says he wasn't, at full power. Uh, he has no idea how he got out, which makes Dean uncomfortable. Uh, we get another flashback to finding the portal. Dean POV, uh, he finds a spell, not finds a spell, he does a spell that puts Benny inside his arm as, like, red light. And then he and Cass go for the portal, but get jumped by Leviathans. Back in the real world, Dean is worried about what could have happened to get Cass out. Cass returns cleaned up. Dean hides his boner. Linda and Delta argue about sex work, and then Crowley comes in because Delta broke the salt line. That bitch. Uh, Crowley takes Kevin with her. With, Crowley takes Kevin with him and leaves the demon to kill Linda and destroy the bomb ingredients. Except Linda kicks demon ass instead. Cass knows the name of the p- missing people because he, like all angels, knows all the prophets' names, past, present, and future. Those seven kidnappees are future prophets because there's only ever one at a time, and that's Kevin. What the fuck happened to Chuck, asks Dean. That's a surprise tool that will help us later, says Cass. Uh-huh. Just kidding. He says Chuck must be dead. Um, uh-huh. Linda calls the boys. Crowley tells Kevin to read the tablet since he is now replaceable. Um, he explodes another prophet for funsies. Dean flashbacks to Purgatory again, trying to pull Cass through the portal, remembering how they lost their grip on each other and it closed without Cass. 
Um, now he tells Cass that he did everything he could. He says, I did not leave you. And Cass goes, you think this was your fault? Okay, okay, I'm so normal. We're moving on. Linda gives the demon that she caught over to the boys to torture for Kevin and Crowley's location. Kevin gets a finger cut off and agrees to read the tablet. The boys cuff Linda to the steering wheel, which is a stupid dick move. Um, as Kevin finds the section on sealing hell off, there's a scribe's note from Metatron. I wonder if I'll ever hear that name again. Mm-hmm. That says, upon completion of this task, I take my leave of my master in this world. Weird. I'm sure this won't be relevant. Um, the boys burst in. Sam blows up some demons and finds the hostages. Cass and Zine fight some other demons. Cass smites one, but he gets all woozy. He is still not at full strength. Um, Kevin mentions that the tablets are a compendium. It's not just Leviathan and Demon, which, like, duh, did we think there were only two? Okay. Um, Yeah, God left word, but only two of them. (laughs) Anyway, then Cass goes in to face off against Crowley. Crowley tries to call his bluff, but Cass goes all glowy and smashes the tablet. Crowley vanishes. In the aftermath, Sam tells the trans to go hang out with Garth. Cass might heal Kevin's amputated finger. Um, Dean and Cass talk. Cass reveals Dean's been misremembering their last moments. Dean did not fail to hold on. Cass broke the hold. Uh, He said he felt he needed to do penance. He was supposed to stay there, not be saved. Um, Sam comes in to catch Dusty L up on the plot, but mid-sentence, Cass is abruptly somewhere else, because who gives a shit what Sam is saying? Um, He's in an office now with a woman named Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Um, The angels who work with her, she is also an angel, presumably, uh, were rescued Cass, so... As repayment, he's going to be forced to report into her and never remember having done so. He can't stop himself from answering her, and then just as suddenly, he's back with no time having passed. Everything is okay. Cass is back with the gang. Nothing is awkward or freaky at all. The end. Uh, Kevin has entered its girl boss era. Literally. Mm -hmm. Women can do um, psychological war crimes. That's okay. Uh Cannot wait. It's normal for girls. Cannot wait. I'm so excited, guys. I remember season eight. (laughs) (laughs) The feminine urge to redacted. This is the character who I saw in the uh, IMDb credits for the first episode for some reason that made the two of you freak out. She's finally Mm -hmm. here for real. She is here. Fuck this woman. I love her as a villain, but fuck this woman. Um... I didn't know what I was gonna make somewhere along. God, I'm the so excited! Here. I'm so excited. We're all, we're getting somewhere. Season gate, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this means nothing, Ash. Anyway, Cass is if doing you know, so you good. Know. He's back. Everything he's, is fine. He's fine. He's even got his little he's trench back, coat all cleaned it up. Does, it does take him halfway through the episode to actually get back. It's That's fine. okay. Dean is allowed to be haunted. Yeah. That's if true. I had no, a nickel he, for every time yeah. the Winchester brothers saw visions of someone they love who Literally. they're oh, responsible for, I'd have two nickels. I now remember what I Literally was driving say. past In- and then they, they're gone. Like, exactly uh-huh. the same thing. What is that? Supernatural will be like, here is Castiel and Jess parallels, and then be like, what the fuck do you mean you think they're gay? Uh-huh. Faggots. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um... I remember the thing I was going to say, which was in response to what you said in your synopsis, Emma, about Dean being suspicious about Cass coming back and not knowing how or why. To be fair to Dean, the last time this happened to someone he loved, it was very bad. Yeah. He has reason to be worried. He's even right. But Uh I wasn't wasn't trying to say, like, oh, he's he's worried for no reason. He's just kind of freaked out. And also, he's scared to let himself have a good thing, Cass. Yeah, for sure. In In particular, because, like... He already, like, mourned him and was like, all right, well, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And now he's back. Tina's so good at mourning. Yep. Guy who is so normal about the stages of grief. 
literally yeah, gesturing what back stage to of grief is it when you hallucinate him everywhere <laughs> um, it's the secret sixth stage of the grief secret... gay <laughs> wait we've had this conversation before aren't there seven we have had this conversation it we... depends who you ask is the short yeah. answer yeah so this is the, the the sixth or the eighth depending um, bonus five and a half step but yeah, haunted. Ha- I was gonna say haunted, but that also works. Haunted in parentheses, um, gay. Okay. Well, what Going is haunting the beginning if not here, grief, You know. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, that's literally true. That is what haunting is a metaphor for. I love you, horror metaphors. <laughs> I anyway. Ash, I thought I thought the thing that you were about to say was I love you, whores. <laughs> I do love whores. I love you, whores. <laughs> Keep going. Um, okay, going back to the beginning here, this kid is cute. Uh, that's my only note. He's finger painting. He's got paint all over him. Yeah. Yeah. The boys' bathroom has a big, like, bigger paw print on it, which is cute. Mm -hmm. But then, oh no, we got evil eye. The, like, zoom in on her face is very funny to me. They didn't really need to do that. Literally. I do like that a freak rainstorm appears. That's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mentioned later that, like, the reason these disappearances are so dramatic is because they're heavy-duty cargo, the vessels of God, mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. It is funny that all the kids, like, run screaming. I guess a tornado does appear, but, like, before the tornado, <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just like, oh, kids the wind picked up and there's the some clouds. I guess, but, like, kids love being in the rain, a lot of them. You get to splash around. I don't know. It's yeah. just funny. It's it's fine. It doesn't matter. But it would have made more sense continuity wise if they started screaming and running once we know the where this tornado is? appeared. I don't think so. No, I don't think it, it gave us say, a, no. a lot of the time. They haven't been doing. I mean, it's Randy Raccoon Preschool is where it is. But I don't know where in America it's supposed to be. I do like this like outdoor preschool. That's fun. That's good. That's good for kids. Kids like being outside. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cut to the extremely pacific northwest road that <laughs> dean is driving on it literally is it's yeah so, like this is probably uh, like three miles outside of vancouver yeah i mean I've, everywhere in the show is three miles outside of vancouver yeah what i was just thinking inside? about uh the olympia rainforest but it's not it's too piney to be the olympia rainforest yeah. anyway Cass which, is there twin pines but then he's resort not. Is, is near twin where pines resort. yeah we got this bear bear statue that you mentioned, which is very also extremely Pacific Northwest. I've seen many of these in my time. <laughs> People love to make statues out of bears. It's true. Bears are cool. Dean will bears see a bear cool. and start thinking of Cass. <laughs> Cass is not I a bear. I see him everywhere. So me, Hanshin, Dean Winchester. There's a weird line here where when Dean shows up, like they they do the joke that of course they have to do because haha it's supernatural seeing a ghost etc. But he's like, I'd say you look like you'd seen a ghost, but you, if so, you'd be stoked or whatever. And it's like, Woody Dean is is seeing hunting. a ghost. Dean loves I, being a hunter so much, says Sam. I I guess. Sam, you fundamentally misunderstand your your brother's uh, mental illnesses. Yeah. I mean, Dean does like to find a case. Like yeah. that is true, but he does. I don't know. This is it. It it rang kind of hollow for me. Yeah. Um, so Sam's like, yeah, there was there was like this freak tornado, and Dean goes, "Hmm," and they poo-poo climate change, which is so fucking funny. Uh Why would he ever say that? (sighs) 
Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They poo-poo climate change, says Dean Winchester. Okay. Knowing that it's not due to climate change, that it's due to a He's making a silly situation. little joke. It's just such yeah, a stupid little joke. Yeah. It's very stupid. It is funny, though, I will say. I like this, like, log cabin that they're living in. Isn't it still Rufus's cabin? Is it? I don't know where they are. Yeah, the uh, the wiki page says that it is Rufus's cabin, probably. Okay. Oh, I think I described it as a motel in the synopsis, so that's my bad. That's ah, fine. Um, I like that we get a rain, classic, classic rain of frogs, mm-hmm. even though we don't actually see it. But yeah, I thought they it's... were gonna like go heavy biblical on it, but no. Yeah, no, nah, just just sort of soft biblical. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a dusting of uh, biblical to taste. Just a little sprinkling mm-hmm. of frog, a pinch, pinch of frog. Um, poor Samandriel. I know. Somebody yeah. save him. He's having a real bad time. This is a good torture My... scene. Like, torture it's is bad, die. but it's Have a good scene. Have we seen this torture room before? Probably. I think it's just Crowley's torture room in hell. Yeah, I feel like I recognize this, like, weird, like, domed ceiling with the sky, with the, like, uh, grid skylight thing. It's a very strange building. I don't know, like, I don't know what or where it is. I would also agree that it's kind of familiar, but I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, I'm just curious about it. It's like, does, is this a real, like, did they build this set or did they find this weird building? Because it's like, if they built it, they did a very good job making it uh, look like it's a weird old concrete, like, brutalist horror building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't think of what its purpose would be other it's than to be the, the, the torture dungeon with the nice, like, lighting <laughs> uh, skylight. You need to have good lighting when you're torturing. That way you can uh, see all the all the blood. That's true. Crowley does a nice little knife spin. Yeah. I love you, baby girl. Um, Samandriel's like, when the angels find out, and Crowley's like, mm, the, the power grid is so whacked out, they don't even know you're not there. Interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about the state of heaven right now. I would love to know. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> our, our little Cass meow meow killed a lot of angels. <laughs> There's something interesting to me. Is this the first time? No. Ain't... Have we seen an angel get tortured before? Um... They tried to torture, um, what's her name? The angel we liked who turned evil. Anna? Anna. Didn't they try to torture? No, because she rescued. They tried to torture Cass, but she rescued they tried Cass to torture from Meg, that, right? You might be thinking of. Yeah, and Ruby. Well, they did torture Meg. Oh, okay. Meg and Ruby in the shirtless. I thought that she rescued Cass. Let's see. Yeah, let's go through all of the Cass all of the angels. Because didn't he? Cass got beat up a bunch, but I don't think he got tortured yet. Okay, I guess it's just that he was fighting and she showed up to help him, and there was torture in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the um on the head of a pin. On that, yes, the, the episode. The Alistair. Really yeah, I don't think we had angel yeah. blades like used against angels. Yeah. For torture. I guess yeah. that's the thing. It's an angel blade, so that's why it works. But this mm-hmm. may be our first time seeing an angel being tortured. I don't know. It was just surprising to me that torture works on an angel, but I guess the angel blade hurts. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if you've never it. felt pain before, feeling it for the first time is going to be rough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, poor little... Poor little angel. Poor little guy. Crowley goes on the count of three, one, two, and stabs him, and he he screams, and then he goes, "What happened like, to what three? What happened to three? <laughs> yeah. Crowley goes, "I lied. I do that. <laughs> He's so funny. I'm I a bad you. guy. 
Uh, my friend, I only watched the first episode, but my friends uh, got me watching Leverage, um, and Leverage. because because she just will watch Leverage constantly, um, and uh, I walked in on an ep on her watching an episode, and I was like, oh hey, it's Mark Shepard. Yeah, beloved character actor Mark Shepard. Yep, my guy is in every TV show. White collar. Um, Doctor Who. He <laughs> is really just the same guy and everything Fire he's song, in, and yeah. it's great. It's true. Just different, like different levels of evil. Yeah. He slides up and down the good and evil uh line, but other than that, he is basically the same guy. And in the and in the shows that he's in, like as the same character, he will slide up and down the good and evil. <laughs> it's true. Because he was he was introduced as more as the like usual Mark Shepard type, which is the like morally gray, like neutral third party who could help or hinder you. And the reason why like Crowley isn't working for me as a main villain is because Mark Shepard is so typecast into that role that I'm like, this guy, this guy's not so bad. He yeah, might give you a hand. He's torturing yeah. an angel, but like he has a reason for it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he was pretty bad in Firefly. I guess he was an evil bastard in Firefly. I don't even remember. I mean, I remember like what he looked like in Firefly, but I don't remember what he did. He in mostly head, just tortures people. Okay. He's that like, counts. I can't remember. I think I think Mal owes him a debt or something. He comes to sense. collect, and Mal doesn't have the money for it, and so he like takes Mal and tortures him, and the rest of the crew have to go rescue him. I should rewatch Firefly. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> eh, you don't have to rewatch Firefly. It's fine. I should re re. It's got some it good then. performances in Skim it. Skim the wiki. Uh huh. Um, oh my god, maybe it wasn't a crush on Simon. Maybe that was Genvi. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Um, so we get another, I guess this also is in hell. It truly, I, I never know what's in hell or heaven or what's just a weird room somewhere ever since the, uh, the 2001 A Space Odyssey room that turned out to just be a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like this weird, like, like 90s sci-fi movie future table that glows. It's I so know. silly. No wonder all it's... the kidnappees are like, are we being kidnapped by aliens? This is aliens, yeah. right? It's, and Crowley's like, you guys are so stupid. Like, you look like you're in an alien spaceship, my guy. Uh-huh. Well, they look like, I mean, I guess, but the rest of the, their surroundings are like industrial hell. Like a I wouldn't be surprised vibes. if this was a spaceship, is all I'm saying. I guess that's true, but it's a shitty spaceship. Yeah, it happens. Um... I, anyway, it's good. I like it. I like the lighting it has on people's faces, too, where they're, like, lit from below in a way that's a little bit eerie. Uh, it's great. It's a good table. I I want to know the story behind this table. Where'd they find this? Um, Crowley mentions that they could probably hear Symmetrial screaming from where they were standing. He's like, sorry about that. Construction standards aren't what they were during the Inquisition. Uh-huh. You weren't even alive during the Inquisition, were you? Like He's so funny. Uh, I don't think so. I think was he, he was not? Not when he was in the 1600s. He was, was that... born in 1661. Oh, okay. Wow. He's just he's Wow, just he's a really he's such a poser. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> not even that old. I can't take Crowley seriously. He's, he's only guy. like 400 years old, not even. God, imagine. He's just a cranky little toddler, literally <laughs> torturing people. Um anyway, next we see the trans um, 
I love that she's got the le- this like home alone door trap holy water thing. Uh huh. She's doing so good. Which and she he's uses like, that again stop later, dosing right? me with holy water every time I come in. And she's like, no, we don't want to die. Um, no, next time it's not a bucket. She sprays. Later. She sprays Delta with like a spritz bottle. Oh right, she has a super soaker. Yeah. Which honestly, very effective weapon. I'm surprised They're the boys so haven't gone Why for that. Why don't the boys like, do this yeah. shit? They're innovating. They're here to disrupt the hunter industry. Yeah. Capitalism oh. breeds innovation? No. Linda Tran breeds innovation. So true. But yeah, there's a nice, like, uh, it, it shows how prepared they are. Um, I, I like that, like, he's like, Moms, you gotta stop doing this every single time. And, like, as he also does every single time, he gets out his salt shaker and, like, uh, makes the, fixes the line because the holy water washed it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she is talking to a witch on Craigslist. Kind There's like definitely an attitude that the show has towards this idea of like being a witch on Craigslist as like demeaning to witchcraft. Like they, yeah, yeah like I, they Walmart want you to laugh at her. Witch. Oh, like her name is Delta. Sure, it is. Like okay, she's. Trans. I guess that's fair. <laughs> Literally, like it, it it wants you to be making fun of this like new age type event. She has a line later when she sorry uh, betrays them. Where she's like, I'm Mercurial, which is so funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is really funny. Delta's great. I hope she comes back. She certainly will not, but okay, I hope damn. she does too. <laughs> Crowley just vanished her, so we don't know what she happened. She used to with be her. in a band. Yeah. Literally. She's got a hot leather jacket on. She's flirting with Kevin. She's so hot. She takes her witchcraft very seriously, and it's going to be wicked awesome. Literally. I, yeah, that's the. I. I guess the show is making fun of her. I don't know. But the show also thinks she's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's sort both. of a back and forth. Like, she has her sick band posters. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mostly read it as, like, well, hire, are, like, just off of Craigslist, you're just going to do that? Is that safe, my guy? My, my mom? <laughs> the answer is no, it is not. No. no, it is not. You can't trust those Craigslist people. Well, and they don't. The thing that drives me nuts is like, okay, yeah, hire a witch off of Craigslist. Don't meet her at your secret base. Yeah. yeah. Go to that a secondary location. Meet at a park. Anyway, <laughs> the boys go interview this lady. I don't remember anything interesting happening in the scene. Literally nothing. You know what? I will say, um, halfway through the conversation, Sam pretends to be on the phone so that he can like mutter an exorcism and see if she reacts. I did like that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was, was like cute. the only good thing about the scene because everything else is boring because we didn't learn anything. But that was an innovation yeah. on the voice part, and it was cute. And she's like, what the hell is he saying? And he's like, um, code words for your protection. Uh-huh. Um, I do like also that she hasn't opened the door fully. She's just, like, there behind, uh, the, the chain. Um, their reference this time around. We haven't been, we haven't been doing their secret agent references for a while, but it's, uh, Dean, anyway, is Mitch Malloy, um, I believe, which is a, which is a deeper cut than... And uh, yeah, it's it's Mitch Malloy and David Lee Roth. Um. Oh, also, Dean is like, can you think of any reason why somebody would want to harm the kid? And and she, any enemies? And she's like, enemies. He's five. <laughs> He's five. He's five, Dean. Yeah, it's really funny that. <laughs> oh they're yeah, just, somebody like, got really mad at his of... finger painting. Uh huh. They're just uh, they're just going off of their script. <laughs> yeah, Jessica from Playgroup really hates him. She arranged this demon kidnapping, huh? Literally. <laughs> she he slept in her spot one time for nap time. It got <laughs> ugly. Um Dean sees his little window castiel 
Uh, they are in a motel room now and not yes. Rufus's cabin. Mm. I like this that is... Sam's like, that's not possible. Who knows what's possible at this point? <laughs> Sam, you're so Literally. funny. That's not possible, says Mr. Demon Blood. And they didn't see him die. Just saw him got, le- got left behind. Well, Sam did ask if Cass died, and Dean refused to elaborate. So I guess that's from true. Sam's perspective, Cass might be dead. Yeah. Uh, we get the flashback. We're finally done with uh, our three boys wandering around in the woods. <laughs> and next episode, we're basically done with the uh, the Sam backstory stuff also. Surprisingly early in the season, we're not even at the halfway point. Yeah, so nothing happens in this purgatory um, scene except, like, we move them forward. We don't really learn yeah. anything. It's just more of the same where Cass is like, it might not even work for me. Um, and Dean is like, shut up. Yeah, just reminding us again and again that Dean is sad and was like, nobody gets left behind. I'm not leaving you. Yeah. We see it. We he get a good so Jensen hard. Ackles staring sadly off into space. Yeah. Uh, this next scene is all the all the prophets to be being like, are we in a spaceship? Like you said earlier. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I do want to go back to the purgatory oh. scene because Benny calls him Cass for once and not just the angel. Oh, yeah. So that is progress. Um, oh, and Cass puts a hand. I have more notes than I thought. Cass puts his hand on okay. Dean's shoulder. I love when they do the handprint. <laughs> okay, I'm normal. We're moving past. Yeah, this is the alien spaceship scene. Yeah. There's a lot of really good there's a lot of very good like Crowley talking to people and being annoyed by them. Uh this like old uh white dude with a mustache um being like you're aliens, right? And it's just like Mark Shepard does this really good like little squint at him and it cuts back to him for a second and then it just moves on and it's really funny. Um, yeah. and then he pulls up the tablet. It's like, this look familiar to you? And the guy like leans forward to look at it. And then it's like, I don't read Chinese. And Crowley says, talk about the dumbing down of America. Okay. Go uh-huh. back to that. Buck Lemming. Elaborate on this. Like, did we this not just have an entire plot season of dumbing down America? Like, uh-huh. We've made the joke. You can let it go. America loves to make fun of itself. People in positions of power to like produce media love making fun of people who are not in the power to produce media. Literally. Yep. Not that, I mean, we talk all the time about how, speaking of the dummy town of America, <laughs> about how much this writer's room does not give a shit about actually researching the stuff that it talks about, so. Mm-hmm. Pod calling the kettle black. Uh, anyway, we Crowley kills this guy. this episode of somebody who is not in America. Somebody from Rome disappeared. It's true. Of course, we're still in Europe. God forbid we go somewhere that isn't. <laughs> yeah. Western civilization, Global North. quote. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Crowley does kill this guy. I think. Yeah. He seems like he's dead. He's very cavalier about these profits that he worked so hard to collect. Yeah. Well, he's got well, a bunch of them now. Seven of them. He has a bunch yeah. of them, but I mean, they're basically they just leverage. What if they're stupid? Like what? Yeah. He basically has them to coerce Kevin into doing it. Yeah. Because he's like, but... you're expendable now. I got a bunch more of you. Yeah, but if you do burn through all of them, maybe by accident or whatever, like. You'd want to have backups, right? And if you burn through yeah. all of them, then you have to wait for more, more profits to be born and grow up. That's crazy. They can't yeah, wait it's if like they're when, just born. It's like when you have like a big box of cookies or something. And you're like, I have so many cookies. <laughs> I can just eat cookies forever. And then you eat too many cookies. And you're like, ah, shit. I should have rationed them. Now I'm I'm so low on cookies. Except it's murdering profits. <laughs> then your tummy hurts, too. Yeah. Yeah, Crowley. You're going to give yourself a murder tummy ache. So after he kills uh, this guy, he's like, anybody else? And she's like, uh, one of the random other prophets tries to read the tablet, but she's not actually reading it. She's like reading 
is that the Declaration of Independence? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he turns it in her hands like she's holding it sideways. And she goes, oh, right, that's better. Because obviously she can't read it. So what? Uh-huh. Did she think she was going to get away with just reciting the Declaration of Independence? I don't know. He's British. Maybe he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, he died before the Declaration of Independence was written. So unless he heard about it as a demon. It's true. I mean, he pre- yeah. I mean, he, was he, living he presumably on Earth. does, but he watches television. He like <laughs> reads the news. Yeah, he pretty much solely operates out of America. It's just a weird line, also from her, because she goes, "We hold this, um, maybe these truths to be like she's pretending uh-huh. like she's actually reading and translating." That's funny. I mean, it she's is pretty trying funny. Her, she's it's a good. It's at least a trying slick to make move. It just didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then uh, Delta shows up. They they make a big deal about her like flirting with Kevin and Kevin Kevin like looking at her ass, which we get a really funny music sting when that happens. Like, do we really need that? Like, yeah, he's a he's a like in his late teens. He's looking at ladies' asses. Like, that's and then it's like Kevin, not unusual. Yeah. Um but uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. Is my point? It's just there for a bit of flavor, I guess. Um. She's got a Linda's got like a turkey baster full of holy water that she squirts Delta with, uh, and I guess there's a funny like little bit dramatic irony here where she's like, "I'm sick of being bossed around by those demons." They could use a serious attitude reduction when like we know that she are like we don't know now, but like we know now that she was working for Crowley. So there's a bit of like her kind of acting. She's playing it like up. a little bit uh, doff protest. I'm totally too much. on your like, side. I'm totally not working for demons. I hate those guys. They're so bossy. And later, she does she call Crowley like my king or something like that. She does. She does. It's bad. <laughs> and Crowley's like, okay, I don't need that. Yeah, it's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, I do she like that we have. There it is. Oh, your Majesty. Okay. I do like we have this sort of like arms escalation. Like we have demon, we have like holy water bombs now. I don't think it's holy water. They there's like some unspecified materials that go into making it. Um, but it gets used later and it it works real well. It looks good. Mm-hmm. It's like again, they're they're innovating. They're they're improvise, adapt, inventing overcome. new stuff. Like yeah, yeah. But at least they have to like learn about and make this stuff. It's not just like oh, we got a magic knife again. We got a yeah. Cool yeah. gun. Yeah, I like that it's crafting. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the boys are researching. This is where we get the Rome line. I like that Dean's excited to go to Rome. He's like, we go to Rome? That would be too bad. Yeah, he's like, get me out of here. I need a vacation. Go on a little vacation. He's probably never left America, right? They went to Scotland uh, at one yeah, time to get Crowley's to Oh, right. Right. They did go to Scotland. But that's right. probably the only time because he hates flying. Yeah. Unless he drove to Canada once or to Mexico. Yeah. Fair enough. I forgot about them going to Scotland. <laughs> Uh, and then Cash shows up. They do the fun little rule of threes. Okay. Like he sees him, yeah. he sees him twice, and then the third time he's real. Yeah, yeah. Hi, baby girl. Which threw me for a loop. I thought he was like, I don't know, maybe his ghost was contacting or something. But no, he's here for real. Yeah. Which means like presumably band. he wasn't actually hallucinating those previous times. But yeah. He certainly believed he was. Yeah. Cash is back, guys. Um, so Supernatural has. Supernatural has done the thing again where something happens that doesn't make any sense when you look back on it, but it hopes you've just sort of forgotten that and can move on. <laughs> because, like, what if if he was just plopped back onto Earth by Naomi, then him, like, 
it, it gives the vibe of like, oh, he was trying to get here. Like he was trying to show back up on Earth, but he couldn't quite make it. And so Dean was only seeing echoes of him. That's not true. That's not what happened. So like, why Dean was, was he just hallucinating? Maybe. Okay. I mean, well, I'll, he wasn't I'll accept at full that. power. So he kept flickering. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense, but it yeah. looks good. So we'll we'll let it pass for narrative reasons. Yeah, it's fine. It's just like the show does not care. And that's fine, I guess. Um, They're like, what are you doing here? It's suspicious. Dean's like, I remember every second. How can he forget what happened? He's so funny. <laughs> Which I do like that Dean's like, I got a perfect memory about this. And he totally doesn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, We get another little flashback cut. Um, Cass is like, maybe you were lied to. And Benny's like, I lie. I don't get lied to. He's so fun. Um, he's yeah. like, aren't you guys all about faith? And Cass goes, not particularly. Yeah, baby. That's, yeah, that's good. Cass has been through so much. Cass, Benny rides. Love Literally so true. There's, I, I one time went through the entire Cass, Benny tag on AO3. Um, <laughs> and obviously a majority of it is like as part of the triad, including Dean. Uh, okay, I found it. So at the time that I looked at the cast bunny tag, there were 207 fix in there. Of those, um, 31 are like focused on Dean's presence in that group. 69 of them were human AUs, nice. which I would not read on principle. Um, there's nine of them that That's are some fun. other form of AU, like fantasy world instead or uh fembends or whatever. So like not cast bunny. 42 of them were like things that would uh not interest me, like. <laughs> Omegaverse or whatever. Um, 18 of them were like stuff I would not read for other reasons, like it's all written in one paragraph or it's RPF or it's not in the right language <laughs> for me, uh, which left like 37 actual cast bounty fix out of 207, uh, 16 of which were by one author. Wow. Shout Doing out to that one person. Most. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, so Benny goes into Dean's hand, uh, which continues to be just like a wild choice to me. I guess it makes sense if he has to be, it's like Dean smuggling him in like drugs. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> he shoved him um, someplace and then we see it as his arm. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's such a weird choice for the show to make. I don't dislike it. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's not what you would first think of when you would think of ways to get someone out of, out of uh, limbo purgatory. Um... Anyway, yeah, I was just gonna say, Benny, like, bursts into red light and gets sucked into Dean's arm, and it looks kind of cool, so I'm, I'm here for it. It's a metaphor for gay sex. Yeah. It is. That's my, that's my favorite part of sex, is when you burst into red light and get <laughs> sucked into your partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sucked, you say. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, Cass has cleaned himself up, like he said, he's got his trench yeah. coat back. He's all cleaned he's up. Like we do better. like a nice pan up from like his shoes upwards yeah. um, so that we see he's all clean. We get the little like objectification lens. Uh, and okay, I said that Dean hides his boner. I cannot stress to you enough how literal this scene happens where okay. Dean is sitting, right? Cass comes out. Dean straightens up in his seat and clenches a fist over his crotch. Jackals, what the fuck were you trying to do? He doesn't he doesn't do that. He raises his arm from where it was resting casually on his leg. Mm-hmm. Over his crotch though. No, he lifts it up. But look it's at what he's doing. It's the opposite of what you said. Yeah, he men just rest their hands like that. It's a comfortable place to like rest your arm on your thigh. And when he sees Cass, he lifts his arm up. Mm, hold on a second. Here come here come the gif. Hold on. 
Wyatt, it you're never going up, to be able to convince down. anyone otherwise because, like, this is this is as old as this. Now episode. I know that Jackals is not actually doing this, but it certainly does look like he is. Especially because, like, he's bringing his legs that's in not, closer to each other. While that's he does not it. how you hide a booty. Yeah, he's reacting because he sees his friend. Okay, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I know what the show is supposed it, to be not, saying, but that's not what happened. I'm just saying, as a man, that's not how you hide a boner. That's not what it looks like. Fine. <laughs> like, y'all can re- y'all can see whatever you want in this scene, but that's not how you do it. Um, while we're looking at this scene, I thought for a while that the the wallpaper here is the same one as in Changing Channels, just desaturated to match the rest of the show. Um, it's not, but it is very similar color palette. It is very similar. I wonder what their I wonder what their budget is on making all these hotel rooms because it because they have to make a new one every time. Well, they have that one guy designing for them. Yeah, I know, but like he's got they got to build a new one every episode. Yeah, they episode. have to build it. I'm saying at least there's only one guy they're paying to design it. Sure, I'm just wondering like how much of the how much of the CW's budget went into <laughs> Supernatural's hotel rooms. Well, if you just wallpaper over the same one. Yeah, but a lot of the time the they're like fully different like room layout and designs because they got that one guy that's very passionate about making his motel rooms. <laughs> and presumably they just tear them down afterwards because you don't have that much sp- warehouse space. Well, at least they don't anyway, have to keep buying new s- clocks. They always have that one spiky one somewhere. That's true. It's true. <laughs> um. Anyway, we get some women on women misogyny here. Oh yeah. Um. Mrs. Tran is like. Listen, you little skank, in the service industry, you always deliver the goods, then get paid. Even hookers know that. And Delta's like, hmm, that's that not actually true, lady. And she they knows get this paid because her front. sister is, quote-unquote, a hooker. Uh-huh. And then Linda's like, your parents must be so proud. And she's like, yeah, well, with my sister, it's a low bar. Yeah. Okay, be more derogatory of sex work, please. Yeah. Uh, and then Crowley shows up. We get this, like, again, the show is doing everything they can to make him threatening. We get this sort of funny... Uh, shot from below facing up camera angle so he's just like looming over the frames like oh no Crowley he's so scary <laughs> meanwhile we're all like oh that's my friend Crowley yeah I do like his tie <laughs> Crowley's like yeah Delta felt she would have more you know more leverage negotiating with me I am the king of hell and you are a mom okay and now yeah. I like that she just he sorry I like that he just snaps his fingers and she disappears, and then, yeah, we'll never see her again. Bye. Uh, and then he disappears with Kevin, and then we get the super soaker scene. She just annihilates this man. And, then, and then, I guess, ties him up and puts him in her trunk? Yeah. Queen. In her, in her de- uh, devil's trap trunk, presumably. <laughs> she has, uh, like, a the super soaker. It's nerf or nothing, baby. It's nerf or nothing. It's nerf or nothing. <laughs> Is it actually Nerf or is it a brandless Super well, Soaker? I assume it's brandless. I think it's, yeah, I don't think they have the rights to Nerf. Oh, I just realized there's a rosary wrapped around the nozzle. That's incredible. That rules. That's such a great detail. I love, I when love that. Supernatural misuses Catholicism. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes, baby, aestheticize them. Your consecrated Nerf gun. <laughs> Just imagine taking that to a priest to be like, Father, can you bless the... Um, the boys again. Uh, oh, yeah, Cass is watching space on TV and smiling. I like that. He's watching TV. He says, I missed, I missed television. television. Yeah. I missed you, baby girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> television missed you, Cass. Literally so true. 
Uh, he's holding a weird remote. It's like a brick. <laughs> like remotes aren't don't tend to be shaped like that. I think it's interesting that there's only one prophet at a time. Yeah. Like why though? Uh, plot reasons. I mean, yeah, for plot reasons, but uh, Watsonian why? So it's hard. show does to, not care about to have that. a prophet fall into the wrong hands. I guess. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think but if, like, like, biblically, there were multiple yeah, pro- prophets I, at a time, and like biblically, the, I, I, I'm sure there must have been, right? Like, I can only think of one at a time now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure there mm. were more than one. You know what? The prophetesses were definitely mm. uh, coterminous because, like, half of them are the matriarchs, and those were alive go. at the same time. So, I guess the the prophecy, according to supernatural, they can be alive at the same time. They just wouldn't be prophets at yeah. the same time. Okay, fine. It checks out, I guess. Sure. Oh, you know what? When Sarah died, the gifts of her tent went passed on to Rivka, so I guess we have biblical confirmation of this prophecy thing. Well, all right. 14 years of schooling paid off. (laughs) Yeah, Um, what happened to Chuck, guys? (laughs) Yeah, what happened to Chuck? Yeah, what happened to Chuck, guys? Hmm. I'm so sad Hmm. that he died. That's terrible. Yeah, it's so sad that he died. Hmm. We didn't even get to see what happened. That's crazy. I mean, we did. Somebody we did see what happened. Oh yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah, he faded. So in sad the that wind. he died that way. Yeah, when people die that way, it's, it's like Infinity War all over again. <laughs> Can you yeah. believe the MCU um, is still making movies? What the hell's up with that? Sorry, this is not the point we'll of the podcast. Stop. But I was looking up. Um, I was trying to figure out the chronology for uh, No Way Home, and if you had were supposed to see Doctor Strange two before you saw it, which you weren't because it came out after. Um, and along the way, I found a chronology list, and we're in the middle of phase four, and they're, they're, they have plans past state phase six. Like, can you guys stop? No. God. It makes them my, so much money. Why would they yeah. stop? My brother was turning on movies last night at my parents' house, and I saw the Quantum Mania, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I know that movie saw, exists, but I'm like, why are there so many of you? I, I saw someone say something about that movie that was basically like, I've never seen a more frictionless movie. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's bad. The Doctor Strange one, though, Multiverse of Madness was great because Sam Raimi. Except that you're supposed to have watched WandaVision first, and I didn't watch WandaVision. I also didn't watch. I don't know. Like, like, you shouldn't watch like a Doctor Strange movie that relies on having seen something that isn't a Doctor Strange or at least like I, one of the big crossovers, you know? Like, I also you didn't, didn't see, see it, and I thought the movie understand. did an Whatever. okay like, job, like, reminding you okay. of what happened. It was okay. I got enough of it. Like, but yeah. I also just don't particularly Sucks. care about Wanda Maximoff, so, like, I didn't really care that yeah, she fair. was the, the main villain and like I, I didn't really care what her motivations were. I was like, yeah, she's the villain because of this and this. The aesthetics fucked. And that's yeah. all that matters. It did look very good. It was a very good, scary looking movie. Doctor Strange got a fucking cape made out of dead people. Fucking yeah, rules. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, back to Supernatural. I don't care about Doctor Strange. It just looked cool. What'd you say? I've heard that the current stuff with Doctor Strange in the comics is really good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the comics. I should great, get into right? the yeah. comics, but also I shouldn't because everyone I know who's into comics is having a miserable time all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just reread the Kieran Gillen Batman series over and over and over again. Excuse me, Kieran Gillen, who wrote Batman? No. No. Are you talking about Tom <laughs> King's run? That too. Yeah. What did K- Kieran Gillen write? Kieran Gillen wrote a whole bunch of shit. Uh, yeah, just read everything Kieran Gillen's ever written. <laughs> The, the Kid Loki saga, which includes ah, Young Avengers. Oh. Uh, he's doing X-Men right now. Um, 
what's the other Marvel stuff he's done? I don't know, but but yeah, he's he's good. I think the only Batman Gillen I've read is Tom King family, Batman, that and that's cool. it. That's all you need to know. Also doing Eternals. We'll also read Thor. Okay, Supernatural, right guys. Now. Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Crowley's like, as you can see, Kevin, I got replacements. Yeah. But he doesn't Kevin's like, you just killed my mom. Yeah, we get Crowley like equivocating and being like, "Well, who's really evil? Because she was gonna, she was planning to kill me, and isn't that also bad?" <laughs> can't you, can't you see from my point of view here? Checkmate, uh, Kevin's like, "You'll just kill me as soon as I read the tablet." Crowley's like, "Are all young people so horribly cynical? It depresses me, Kevin." He's so funny. It's like these people. Fr- frankly, this lot failed to inspire. However, a better, better a stupid prophet than a stubborn prophet, as the saying goes. So what's as it gonna the be? saying Perhaps goes, you, doubt that I'm you know what they say. Yeah, as the saying goes, uh, he kills another woman. Yeah. Read any good tablets lately? <laughs> you think you're so funny, Crowley? He truly does. Well, maybe he's right. Uh, we get another purgatory flashback. Uh, we see them fighting these leviathans. Uh, Dean just eats shit. He gets like thrown down like a small incline and just like rolls, <laughs> rolls five hundred times, like when you get hit by a monster in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I guess to make the more relevant reference, he just ragdolls. Yeah, Cass uh, gets beat up a bunch, and then one of the leviathans is about to eat him, and Dean saves him. Um... I swear to God, the fighting blocking in this show is literally almost always one person gets knocked out of scene, the other person struggles to fight outnumbered for a bit, and then the person who gets knocked out of scene comes back and kills them both. It's almost every fight scene in this show. (laughs) Yeah. But Dean saved Cass, you guys. Yeah. It's fine. Much and like Buffy, the the fights exist solely to continue the emotional drama. They are not That's good. That's what they're there for. Matter. Why yeah. would you have a fight scene if it isn't about the emotional drama? I mean, in order to no, show no, that fighting is okay. <laughs> for me personally, I would never yeah. watch a fight scene that wasn't about the emotional drama. That's why I can't watch action movies. Oh, did you spin the car really fast? Good job. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Dean is dragging Cass towards the portal. Dean steps into the portal. It's so, like, the way you would step into a fucking bathtub. It's so funny. Yes, yes, he does do that. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, he just sort of, like, awkwardly, like, like, into the portal I go. Yeah, like, he doesn't, like, walk through the portal like a door. He steps into the portal and, like, his waist is sticking out of it. It's a very weird decision. (laughs) I wonder if it's just like whatever object they had as like placeholder for what they'd right? CGI over. Like was it just like, looks silly. Had to sort of be, yeah. I guess it's not so much a portal as a door. They call it a seam. So like he's stepping into that I mean, crack, which like kind guess, of, but, but it just portal. looks silly. It looks silly. It's a swirling vortex. It's a portal. Mm-hmm. Um. So because this is Dean POV, we get uh the version where they accidentally let go of each other. Dean fails yeah. him. He didn't try hard enough. You gave up. You didn't trust me. This is the stuff that Dean is saying now that he's out of his flashback. You kept saying it wasn't going to work. And Cass is like, oh, this is, you think this is your fault. You don't think you deserve to be saved. Literally, Dean should have just said that. Yeah. Well, then Mrs. Tran interrupts them. Um, They're like, why'd you hire a witch? She's like, to make demon bombs, of course. I love you, Miss Tran. She's so funny. 
Uh, they take out this demon. Dean tortures him off screen. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Because oh. I finally realized that Linda is voiced by Amy Futurama. My notes here is to make demon bombs spla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh yeah, I guess Crowley's torture chamber place like is on Earth because they can just go there. Yeah, he just has a cool building. Yeah, it really throws a wrench into everything if you just think about the fact that if Crowley just took them to hell, the boys would never be able to do anything about it. Yeah, they could die. I guess they could kill themselves. They would themselves figure out a way to hell. And then, <laughs> they yeah, could figure uh-huh. out a way to go to hell. Shows up. Um, Where is Ronald Reagan? <laughs> literally, so. <laughs> Uh, anyway, poor Kevin gets his finger chopped off. Mm. Yeah. It only took Just one finger for Kevin fine. to, to yeah. crack. Yeah, what a Fair, baby sure god. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't even get get to the finger. I would probably just fucking start crying. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid of pain. Um, yeah, so he's reading the tablet... Demonic influence on the collective tapestry of the soul. Crowley's like, as a, as a writer, God's a snooze, which is a surprise, surprise tool that'll help us later. I know, I know. I was like, uh, you guys can't just say this shit. <laughs> Cries, screams. I'm kicking season 15 pukes. down the stairs. Literally, I was literally about to say, cry, screams, and pukes in season 15. Uh, yeah, so Crowley's uh, like, this is boring, get to the good stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I like that they took this guy with them only to kill him at the location. Well, they wanted to confirm it. I think it was a good move. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, imagine if you gave them a fake address and they already killed him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fine. (laughs) It is pretty funny, Uh, though, that they just kill him at the doorway. (laughs) Yeah, like, Dean opens the door. We get a shot of the demon looking at him and then Dean just stabs him. Uh, Crowley's playing with a pinwheel for some reason. It's so funny. It's so He's funny. stimming. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mentioned this in the synopsis. I think it's so stupid that they handcuff her to the car. Um, They're like, yeah. yeah, well, we don't want the demons to get another hostage. So in turn, we will leave you here helpless right in front of the demon hangout. Yeah. What? It's weird. Extremely mm-hmm. stupid move, guys. Um, Kevin gets to sealing the gates of hell. And Crowley's like, so it's true. I thought Crowley knew this already. I thought that's why he wanted the tablets. I think it tablets. was a rumor. Okay. I mean, like, Kevin did tell him it, but it's nice to have confirmation. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, clearly humans cannot possess this thing. What was God thinking? We'll get back to that. We're just getting to the sexy part. <laughs> what was God thinking? <laughs> uh, the boys make their way through a, like, well-lit, like, factory warehouse for once. It says, there's, like, a big sign that says, keep fingers clear. Yeah. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> Uh, they do a cute little, like, Metal Gear Solid, like, rush into cover as they're coming down the stairs and Dean spots someone, uh, and I like the way it's sort of, like, three, two, one, like, we see Dean do it first and then Sam's right behind him and then Castiel's last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get kind of a neat camera angle of, like, the cameraman looking down at them through the grid of the catwalk above is, like, That's uh, Dean does gonna his, say. like... I was trying to remember if it was this scene. I think this shot is, like, it is cool, but it's so weird because normally that kind of shot would be used to imply that someone is watching them from above. Yeah. Like, that the camera is representing a person up there, but there isn't anyone up there. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to, like, give a good view of, like, the angle that he was coming at. It's smooth. It's good. Good stealth takedown, Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the weird, like, I guess we, 
I think we saw this before, but like the way it shows Kevin reading the tablet is they just shake the camera, <laughs> but also have the effect be like the camera is still focused on the uh, on the tablet. So it's like everything around the tablet is shaking, but the tablet's still clear. I don't know. It's fine, but it made me a little bit dizzy. <laughs> um, farewell note from Metatron. Take my leave of the world. I, I assume that'll come up later. Uh, and the boys show up, and Sam uses this demon bomb, and boy, does it work. Sam it blows looks very them cool. the hell up. They, like, yeah. burn their shadows into the wall. Yeah, yeah, they get uh -huh. nuclear Just like shadowed. Angel Wings. It's so cool. It's sick. So cool. It's a really good bomb. And it worked. So, like, at least Delta gave them the right ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to betray you to the Demon King, but at least I won't skimp you on your Craigslist order. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, there's a funny little, um... I guess, like, uh, scene detail about why this factory is abandoned, because there's a sign on the wall that says the site has had no accidents for zero days. <laughs> Previous best, 67. Damn, what That's happened? Funny. Yeah. You can't go more than two months without an accident? Yeah. So In again, the finger-chopping machine? It got, probably why it got shut down. Yeah. OSHA was like, clear out. Um. So Sam bursts in and saves all the profits. Um, and then Cass smites that guy. Yep. But he, like, almost passes out right after. So my notes say, Cass is back, baby! And then, or is he? Yeah. <laughs> he did do he, it. He, he did uh, manage to do it. His level's gone down. Got demoted. He's all shaky. He's got disadvantage in all his roles. Yeah. In a couple minutes, he will look sick as hell. He's so pretty in that scene. It's like one of the cast shots to use in edits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is where Crowley learns that there's more tablets, um, and then Castiel shows up. Hold on, Crowley learns that there's more tablets because Kevin reads off the word compendium of tablets, right? And Crowley goes, yeah. compendium, and Kevin, little SAT boy, goes, it's a collection of things, especially yeah. when systematically organized, and Crowley's like, I know what a compendium is! It's funny. <laughs> uh... Castiel shows up then, and uh, Crowley's like, which Castiel is it this time, Mad Men or Megalomaniac? Uh, and I love when Castiel's response is. is to do, like, yeah, is to do a hot little, like, slide knife out of sleeve move. Oh, he's yeah. so hot. The Castiel that is it this time is the one that's gonna kill you. They're literally doing a little custody battle for Kevin. It's so funny. Uh-huh. Crowley's like, it's all very West Side Story. It's all very West Side Story. Explain yourself immediately, Crowley. You want him so bad. Literally. You look like hell and I should know. You're not up for this. And then his eyes start glowing. He goes all glowy. He's got his wing shadows coming out. It's so good. Can, it's so good. Could, I missed maybe him. Maybe you can get it up, but you can't keep it up. And Crowley's like, you're bluffing. And his angel wings like spread across the wall. He glows brighter. He holds up his hand. And then, yeah, he just smashes the tablet. Crowley Crowley oh, I didn't mention this. There. Crowley disappears with half the tablet. Yes, yes. Which... I don't know how relevant that will be, because he already knows what's on it, but I don't really know why Cass broke it either, rather than just punching Crowley in the face and <laughs> annihilating him with heaven's light. Mm -hmm. Maybe he lost control. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, Garth's gonna take care of the trans, which is nice. We get a reference next episode to Garth <laughs> to keeping them on a houseboat, I believe, which is very funny. They're having a nice little vacation. Kevin's like, I want to seal them up forever. They took my finger... Sam's like, Cass thinks he might be able to fix that? Which, I guess, yeah, he does have healing powers. But I, I like that they leave it as a might. 
just in case they yeah. decide not to in future episodes. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, why? I guess he can't do it right now because he's out of juice. He's been juiced. Yeah, probably. Um, and then Dean's like, "I almost lost you again, Cass." It's crying face. <laughs> yeah. He's um, like, Cass is like, I didn't get killed fine. and it worked. And Dean says, if it didn't, and Cass says, it would have been my problem. Well, that's not the way I see it. Well, yeah. Cass feels like everything isn't your responsibility. And then this is where they get into the like actual thing that happened, which is Cass thought that he needed to be punished. So he stayed behind on purpose. Oof. They got him with the Catholic braining. Yeah. So much for getting rid of that Catholic guilt. <laughs> so much for not having faith anymore. Yeah. It's sad. It's rough. To be fair, he did kill a lot of people, so I understand the guilt. Yeah. But Dean is trying so hard not to lose him again. He's like, I don't need to fail you. I don't need to feel like hell for failing you, okay? For failing you yeah. like I failed every other godforsaken thing that I care about. I don't need it. Wah. Yeah. He's having such a bad time with Cass being gone. And, uh... So then we got the correct scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was stronger he than you. I pulled away. Wah. I didn't want to be saved. You can't save everyone, my friend, though you try. My friend. Yeah, that's his friend. The Kirk Spock his of it all. His voice does this little break when he says, like, it's where I belonged. Oh my god. <laughs> what if I lie down forever? Literally. What if I just fucking died right here? No. Cast voice. <laughs> like, Dean literally edited his memory to make himself at fault. Yeah, I mean, he has I insane can, it's... insanities of the brain. I, I don't even know if it's necessarily editing your memory, but I can very clearly, like, there's a lot happening. The portal's really loud. Yeah, it's busy. Like, I like, can see, like, going over that again, you could be like, wait, what happened? Like, did I, was it me or was it him? And, like, of course, Dean leans on the, was it me? Because that's, that's <laughs> his trauma. Yeah. Cast refers yeah, to it as I, you remembered it the way you had to. Yeah, I always viewed it as, as uh, trauma affecting the memory. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then we have our, I guess, other villain of the season. We're back to the demon villain and the angel villain. <laughs> Hi, Naomi. So, um, Cass goes, where am I? And she says, you're home. And he says, heaven? I've never been here before. Not many have. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. We're in a weird little subdivision of heaven. Some exclusive little office for angels who have specific things that they're supposed to be doing. An incursion um, when... of angels, which cost us many lives, exactly like when Dean was saved from hell. Mm -hmm. Also, I wonder if an incursion is the name for a group of angels. Ah. Uh, that would slap. Um, there's a the the there's a thing in Dungeon World where if you die, if you you roll the death move and you get a seven and nine, death offers you a bargain. Uh, so you could come, so you don't have to die. Uh, and this is this is what happened to Cass. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, says the GM, you want to bring your character back? All right, but you have to make a dark bargain with the new uh, queen of heaven, the CEO of heaven. Literally. The, the girl boss of heaven. The girl boss of heaven. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we don't really know what Naomi's, like, goals or desires uh, are, but it's a little bit sus. She's like, help the Winchesters come when they call. You will report into me regularly, and you will never remember having done so. And Castiel's like, no, I won't. And then she just sends it back, and he doesn't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, is anyone else scared for Kaz? I hope he's it okay this good. season. I hope everything works out for him. You know, I like, hope <laughs> that happens. Yeah, everything will be fine. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's fine. 
Also, there's this and, uh, bit that they do like in the background before and after the disappearance and reappearance um, where like while Sam is talking, there'll be like a noise in the background of like a siren or whatever. And then it cuts out so that we get like an abrupt shift of scene. Yeah. And then when yeah, we cut back, good. the sound is there again and Sam finishes it's the good. sentence. It's good. It's fun. It's a good uh, continuity trick. Yeah. And that's the episode. Plot happened. Yeah. I'm with you if that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it is, right? You two are good. And he's like, uh-huh. Yeah, everything is totally normal with Lift Me and Gas. We're good. We're so good. Yeah. Nothing relationship-altering was revealed today. Yeah. Poor Castiel. What's going to happen Can you please catch a break? <laughs> no. Yeah, can somebody get my man's a break, please? Listen, he said he was sorry about the genocide. <laughs> As the tertiary protagonist of the show, he's the only one that's allowed to, like, to grow and change and suffer and be off-screen for a while. Yeah. Actually, he's not allowed to be off-screen because it makes me sad. Not that the boys haven't grown and changed, but, like, so much has happened to Castiel. He's literally done it all. Well, not yet. Next season he does some more, but Great. he does so much. And for what? For Naomi to kidnap him? Hmm? Um, yeah, that was all my notes. But, uh, yeah, that's the episode. Um, Delta Mendota is played by uh, Serena Fialo, who is also Marley Carabello in My Alibi. Giovanna Stratatelli in the Subpranos, which is about singers, apparently. Um, <laughs> Vani in Good Luck Charlie. Uh, Sasha in Replay. And B. Jones in Overdue. And Miss Hager, who I don't even know who that was. I think one of the prophets? Um... Oh, was it the woman from the beginning? No. Oh, no, it was. It was the woman from the beginning. Her her character photo is just her, like, peeking out from behind the door, which is very <laughs> funny. Um, was played by Rebecca Hussein. It was also Apple Wilson in Mother Up, uh, Fudetsugi in World Trigger, Ikosa in Standard Action, Buzz in Beat Bugs, and Alice in Go Away Unicorn. Uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the next episode. Uh, hunt, hunt, I guess I have to say it again. Hunteri Hiroiki. Hero, hero, <laughs> heroic Hunters. Heroic hero. The Google Translate Latin says it's Eroichi. Who knows? No one knows. No one knows how you pronounce Latin words. Any uh, update on how we should say the, the word correctly spelled? Yeah, it's definitely a k sound and not a ch sound. The vowels are so it's uh, unclear. It's a Huntero okay, Hiroiki. Okay. So Huntero Hiroiki was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Paul Edwards. Uh, the cold open begins with a man and a woman meeting up in a park. Suddenly his wait. heart starts beating out of his chest, wait. literally. Ow. Is, is Daniel Laughlin... Wait... No, that it's just is, Andrew Dad. They broke up. Do, is he gone? Is this when they broke up? This is when they break up, but he's still going to be around. It's not on this one. Okay, okay. Like, they start doing their, their separate shows now. Yeah, what was Daniel yeah, Laughlin? Yeah, Daniel Laughlin has a couple more uh, solo episodes in okay. season eight. Um, so, what, after the cold what, happened to, what happened to our boys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
After the cold open, uh, Dean, Sam, and Cass find out that Garth has gotten the trans uh, safely to his houseboat, but Kevin's having a hard time getting anything out of their half of the tablet. Dean asks Cass about if anything is going on on Angel Radio, and we find out that Cass has turned it off because he doesn't want a connection to heaven. Instead, he wants to become a hunter and help Sam and Dean. Cass is the one who found the case from the cold open. He is so adorable. I love him, you guys. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't let him sit in the front seat, and for that, they must pay with their lives. At the morgue, they find the dead guy with a heart-shaped hole in his chest, like the less-than-three heart shape. Uh, Cass starts smelling the dead guy and determines that there were no ghosts or demons involved and that this wasn't a regular heart attack, which, wow, who could have guessed? Not a regular <laughs> heart attack. Anyway, uh, turns out the dead guy was having an affair. They think the wife found out and is responsible for the death. Sam has a flashback to Kermit. He has a lot of these throughout the episode. Uh, They're waiting in their house for Amelia's dad to show up. Amelia's dad is the most passive-aggressive dickhead on television. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Sam tries to be nice, but it doesn't really work. This guy clearly thinks Sam is inferior to Don. Buddy, he's fucking dead. Or is he? Uh, Team Free Will go to visit the dead guy's wife. Cass does a Columbo impression, and it doesn't work. Uh, They're about to ask her about the affair when Olivia... Hmm? Excuse me, Columbo is never did never does a police brutality. Well, okay, but that... the voice I think is what it is because the Netflix oh. captions literally say as Columbo. As Columbo, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess he is doing a Columbo voice. You're right. He is, and then all of a sudden, I... like yeah, but then he does bad cop. Then he turns into like the, I don't know the guy from uh uh I don't know name any terrible cop TV show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was going to so, say Blue Bloods, but I was actually thinking of a different one. Never mind. Go on. You're fine. Um, they're about to ask her about the affair when Olivia, the other woman, comes in. Everyone is confused, but it turns out that they had an agreement. The wife was sleeping with their neighbor PJ, and Gary was sleeping with Olivia. A win for polyamory. <laughs> Literally good for them. Yeah. The Winchester are the so shields. weird about this. The Shield is the show I was thinking of. Mm. Uh, Next, we see a guy standing at the top of a building contemplating jumping. When he finally steps off the building, he steps onto an invisible platform. He celebrates this new chance at life, but when he looks down, he falls and goes splat. Uh, All of this sounds very cartoon-like, but they have no idea what could be causing all the wackiness. Uh, They're about to go to bed when Cass senses the police scanners. A bank has been robbed, and it sounds, quote, loony. In the bank, there's an anvil on the floor, and a guy has been smushed underneath it. It was a security guard for the bank. They call this burglar the black hole because he never leaves fingerprints and there's no sign of forced entry, just a pair of black holes painted on the wall. Cass lifts the anvil and there's an X on the floor underneath it. Dean surmises that whoever's doing this is playing by cartoon rules. Later, while Dean and Cass are doing research in the motel room, Dean tries to get uh, to to Cass about how he feels after purgatory and tries to get any idea of how he got out. Cass is cagey, and Dean suggests going up to heaven to see if the angels know anything. Cass yells and then admits that he doesn't want to go back to heaven to face the damage that he caused when he was God's CL. Sand comes in, and he's found the connection between the burglaries. All the weird deaths have happened near a place the black hole has stolen from. Every place the black hole is hit has belonged to someone living at the Sunset Fields retirement home. They go and investigate the home and are introduced to Dr. McHoney, who runs the place. They talk to a few of the residents, and Cass interviews a cat. We have another flashback to Amelia, Sam, and Stan, who's a dick and making everyone uncomfortable. Literally, this guy just will not give it a rest. Uh, Dean and Sam find a guy called Fred. Are you just going to leave out the fact that the cat calls him a dumbass? The cat does, in fact, call him a dumbass. Um, (laughs) It's great. It's great. This is a well-known cast moment. We'll talk about it. Uh Um, 
Dean and Sam find a guy called Fred Jones, who they knew when they were younger. He is a powerful psychokinetic. They confirm that there's a circle of re- weird around Fred, and Cass hangs around to watch uh, him. Fred Jones, yes. a- a named after Literally the Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo character. <laughs> oh my god. Fred's last name is Jones in Scooby-Doo. Good lord. Um, so we cut to a birthday party for Mrs. Tate, who's one of the other residents, and uh, the candle explodes and the cake explodes, and it's very funny. Uh, they see one of the attendants wearing a stolen bracelet and get out of her that her boyfriend, another one of the attendants, gave it to her. They head to a house and find said attendant on the floor bleeding. He tells them everything. He was working with Dr. Mahoney to do these break-ins with Fred providing the whimsy. He didn't want people getting hurt, so he threatened to snitch. Dr. Mahoney shot him and took off with Fred. Cass heals the orderly and they head out to save Fred since Dr. Mahoney is going to kill him to cover his tracks and blow town. In another flashback with Amelia, Stan is talking to her about how much better she deserves than Sam since Sam isn't Dawn. At the bank, Dean heads inside a black hole and Cass and Sam find Fred. They poof inside of Fred's head and it's just cartoon land. They try and get Fred to come out of the- It looks great. It does look great. It does look great. Uh, They try and get Fred to come out of the dream world so that he can help Dean and stop Dr. Mahoney. In the bank, Dr. Mahoney is mid-robbery when Dean shows up. Shenanigans ensue. Uh, Sam and Cass get Fred to take control of his mind. And inside the bank, the cartoon logic stops. Fred, Cass, and Sam appear, and Fred makes Dr. Mahoney shoot himself. Fred is afraid of what will happen as his mind deteriorates more with age. Cass offers a solution which will be painful and there won't be much of Fred left. It's essentially a cosmic lobotomy. Uh, but Fred is happy inside of his mind now. Dean wants Cass to come with them, but Cass, Cass says he can't because there's something he has to do. Then he's in heaven with Naomi. Cass wants to come back to heaven and make things right, and Naomi won't allow it. Back on Earth, Cass doesn't remember that conversation and wants to stay with Fred for a few days to make sure he's all right. In the last flashback to Amelia and Sam's house, they're all hanging out at the table drinking and having a laugh. It seems like things have finally like gotten normal uh, when Amelia gets up to answer the phone, and oh no, Don is actually alive. And that's basically the end of the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a wild episode thematically, but somehow, mm-hmm. like, I think it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a lot going like, on, but it, like, it didn't feel God. like, like they weren't connected to each other. They did an open yeah. thing that actually tying This it is together. like, this might be Andrew Dabb's best episode. It's a pretty good one. And there's like, no, like, weird weeabooism. Yeah. Like, it's fun. It's creative. We, like the, despite being extremely silly, it somehow still manages to tie into the like the emotional themes of what our characters are going through. I was mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah, it's actually a very effective and like and Dean gets to have funny a while fight. also like yeah yeah it does if, what supernatural um, should do and like mixes the kind of funny uh, camp with like the actual like yeah. themes. I don't know how I feel about where things left off with Fred. But, like, I also yeah. get it. I just, I don't know. If I were him, I would have asked Castiel if he could just beam me up into heaven like that one guy from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Elijah, t- wouldn't that just he be killing died. him? He just rolled his arms into a little ball and rolled away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be, but it's like, you know, it's, is it, is it killing if you're just brought somewhere else? Like... Well, if your life—I mean, over, heaven is literally yes. where you're brought when you die, right? Right, but he like his whole thing is like uh, he talks about like escaping and how's like he's he says like when you have a mind like mine in particular, like the thing that you fear most, like the thing that sucks the most, is like losing your grip on reality, and like that's the thing that's been happening to him, and like it's 
it's even worse at the end because like he gets he gets angel lobotomized like mm -hmm. i would have just been like mm -hmm. listen it's my to like my mind's already going like just take me man like i'm done here like i don't really have yeah. any reason to stick around like you're an angel just take me with you yeah i think like that is probably so angel the... assisted suicide <laughs> i think that's probably the better like ending it yeah, like i'd rather that than just like sit around listening to beethoven until i kick the bucket in a couple years like yeah it's i mean uh, what essentially Cass has done is placed him into the late stages of dementia yeah and i mean like they Cass just bring, bringing him to heaven or killing him or whatever or taking his soul but he's he can't go to heaven that's part of the problem um Cass yeah, I guess, he I could guess probably kill him and be like, okay, you're going to go to heaven now. <laughs> and be like, the Reaper's going to be here. You Hopefully. just go with them and you're going to go to heaven and it'll all be fine. Um, it would reach the same end. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm kind of neutral on, on Fred's end as well because it, like, like you said, it's kind of weird to just kind of be yeah. stuck in your like, head what to helps I do like for the... me like i don't i'm not super comfortable with this ending either but at least what mm -hmm. helps is that like it was fred's idea and he knew the risk it was fred's going idea. in so like he did consent yeah. to the operation he didn't just get lobotomized yeah um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> season eight but um <laughs> yeah like it it leaves a weird taste in your mouth this ending yeah like the fact that he's like happy and he consented to it like that makes it a lot better for me yeah that's why i'm like that's why i'm like fine with it because he asked yeah. and it does make sense to be like hey i don't want this happening again it it sucks to like be a magic psychic and like know that people are going to use that like when i'm not like when i'm starting to like retreat into myself again so just like can you stop that from happening like it does make sense that he would want mm -hmm. that it's just like and, i don't and know most psychics don't make it to that age yeah. Also, like, he was already living in his mind mostly by that point anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like he's got, it's not like he's sticking around for anyone. It's not like he's doing anything. I don't know. And this is like, I'm not judging him for that. It's just like, if this yeah. were me, I'd be like, well, I'm I'm done now. I live my life. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's I'm cogent, just take me with you. Yeah. Yeah. He asked Cass to give him a type of death, which, you know, at that point you can replace that with actual dying in a in a way where heaven is, you know the good place but to go at the same time like i don't feel comfortable i would feel much m less comfortable if the show did just kill fred because we have so many characters who just get killed instead of like trying to reconcile with how to make their mm -hmm. life safe and worth living or how to how to uh, reckon with the idea that all life is worth living you know um mm -hmm. and like the question of whether it is right so at least like the question of whether he would rather be alive or alive in this state or just dead is a question that has like real world consequences for people living with dementia you know so like at least mm -hmm. they didn't kill him mm -hmm. yeah that's why i was like that's why i think there's a difference between an angel literally taking you to heaven and being like well shoot me in the head or whatever like <laughs> yeah i'm but just I saying see, if i were yeah I, see, I completely just, see your I'm, point like i don't think you're trying to say that like elder euthanasia is a moral stance like i don't think that's where you're going but i think if the show had killed him even in a way where it was just taking him to heaven and he's not alive here anymore i think that would be yeah. amounting to the same thing and i would be weirded out by that so i'm glad they didn't i'm i'm just saying what i would choose mm-hmm mm-hmm because I don't think I personally don't think there's anything wrong with deciding that your life is over, particularly if you've lived so long and are already starting to like lose grip on reality. 
but mm-hmm. I know that's like that's obviously a very personal decision. That's just what yeah. I would choose. And there's definite problems of like uh, uh, that being used when people are like not fully aware of like what's happening. To, yeah, like, like Fred in this instance them, completely like, consented to it, but like yeah. most people in the situation are like in a very vulnerable position to medical yeah. abuse. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, mapping it onto especially like. And it doesn't just end with with people with dementia and Alzheimer's. It's like during COVID, people who were a, a quote unquote certain level of disabled were denied oh, respirators. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a nightmare. Their yeah. lives were deemed less worth it. Like so, yeah. D- the whole like, but it's also like you would measure that against like medically assisted suicide and the the uh, right for a person to decide what is done with their own life. And so it's like uh, it's really big and complicated, but I think the way they did it is probably like the best way they could have done it. Like it 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 gets to the the same end, but the the way they would have gotten there would have mapped onto reality in a certain like d- in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, from an in-fiction perspective, the fact that Cass spends the rest of this episode, the last couple of seconds, yes. just like hanging out with Fred, um, very much the way that he used to just hang out in that one guy's heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I do like particularly that that's how the end of the episode, which is they're not just going to abandon him, yeah. even though, of course, they're leaving their like expendable th- like tertiary character here because they don't want him in the next episode. <laughs> like if this was just Sam and Dean, like neither one of them would have stayed with him. No, but they would not. I do like that Cass stays with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did catch a break. Yeah, he gets to relax and listen to Ode to Joy over and over and over again, a song that is already overplayed. Uh huh. <laughs> well, it's in the public domain, so. Yeah. Okay. Chronologically, now that we've hit the end. Yeah. Sure. My first note is I love you, Cass. That's a good note. <laughs> Signing off on it. Thank you. Oh, my Fair first review. note is actually. What? That, um, this. This guy's heart exploding? Okay, the guy's heart explodes. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Um, what on earth? Oh, it must be the from light. the recap. Okay, that makes way more sense. I was like, I could not find this in the synopsis and the transcript anywhere. The recap juxtaposes uh, Amelia's dead husband with Cass. Just, just uh, that's my mm. first note. All right. Um, um, my next note after the cold open is that um, Dean immediately hangs up on Linda. Like, what a dick. And then, like, he says tunnel after he's already hung up. You, you don't need to say tunnel to Sam, so you rude. dick. Like, he's so rude for no reason. Um, yeah. I just wanted to call it the, like, coup-framed Roger Rabbit-esque body horror in this episode with this guy's, like, the CGI yeah. heart shape, like, pumping out of his chest. It looks pretty good for the effects budget of this show. Yeah. It was it was actually, like, disconcerting. <laughs> And yeah. like the 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 it not looking real is also like on purpose. So like mm-hmm. the cartoon effects really work in that way because they're supposed to be hyper real or fake or whatever. In the same way that like the effects in Who Framed Roger Rabbit are really cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good use of CGI to like for something that like isn't real and like yeah. isn't supposed to look real. Yeah, it definitely it it leans into the absurd in a way that is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dean is kind of a dick this episode. My first note is that despite the fact that they just talked to Cass about how he's with them now and, like, 
he's gonna hang with them they like weirdly make fun of him for wanting to be a hunter or like act like they're it's literally weird, so then, mean for no like, fucking reason it Andrew doesn't Dabb make any sense. yourself. you don't understand Dean. you just don't well they're both mean to him even i know like, i don't get it like it doesn't make they're it literally doesn't match. I, i'm sam Crip for that one moment when he literally shoves Cass out of the way to take shotgun yeah. from him Literally. You can't just Literally. let Cass have the front seat, Sam. You've sat there your whole fucking life. Like, I, I don't... It, it feels like it's written in such a way where, like, we as the audience are supposed to be like, haha, Castiel, we're, A, still mad at you for killing all those angels and, go, and becoming the villain of the season, and B, we think it's dumb and silly of you to try to be a hunter. And, like, none of us think that. I feel like most of the audience Why wouldn't the either. Why the hell would we think that? Like, he was such a badass last episode. Yeah, particularly after last episode. Yeah, yeah, know. it's it's, anyway, it's he, but he he does like this little smile. He's like, I'm gonna become a hunter. He's so he, cute. He's a little darling. Um, he's and Castle, and then he's like, I could be your third wheel. And Dean's like, That's not a good thing. And uh-huh. he's like, Of course it is. A third wheel adds extra grip, greater stability. He's so right for that. He's so good. <laughs> he's so I love you. He's so my much, little baby Dean. boy. My little, my little guy. <laughs> Dean goes, what's the word, Cass? And he goes, it's a shortened version, shortened of, my version of my name. Which is yeah, a good Cass is. line. He's so cute. I love you, baby girl. I love you, autism. He offers to draw a diagram about this, about how to block subsonic frequencies. Yeah. Nerd. He also says it sounds like our kind of thing. Our kind of uh-huh. thing. Our He's kind so thing. good. He's part of the team, you guys. You're just me. He's my best friend. My silly rabbit. My right hand man. <laughs> Does Dean call right you hand that? arm? No. <laughs> I do. I do like the like. Um, can I sit in the front seat? No. And then later on, near the end of the episode, Dean's like, "Yeah, you can ride shotgun." Yeah. Yeah. So like, I get what they're doing here as like yeah. a, in episode growth, but like, it does make fucking me want to kill him, him in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like um, you can do it with like they're grudgingly letting him sit in the front seat. Come on. Yeah. I truly do not know why the show doesn't just have Cass in every episode because he adds so much fun to the show in a way that like Hey Misha Collins. We've seen we've seen these like coroner scenes like a thousand times and they're all they basically just go through the same script every single time. But Castiel being here means they can make new jokes and do new things. Yeah. Like him saying there's no narcotics in that man's system. His molecules are all wrong, which is yeah. great. It's well the Emma said jokingly that they don't want to pay Misha Collins. Really this is kind of the era where like they want to keep Cass off screen as much as possible because they've heard about Destiel. Like seasons eight and nine, like and seven. Like that's, crazy that's a lot of part of the reason why the Cass isn't one. in them very much. Okay. They're trying to pump the brakes even though it's two thousand twelve and there's no going back. Yeah. Is that just was is that just a thing that's in the air or are there actual citations for that? I have no idea. Ashley. I have no idea. But it <laughs> based on the attitudes of the cast and crew of Supernatural surrounding All SDL. Right. It's not a it's not a difficult leap in logic. One was that con where Jensen signed that essay. Oh god, I have no idea. Hold on. Jensen what? Oh, by Dean Estate. Jensen Ackles receipts on Twitter. <laughs> I also found that. <laughs> uh was for, it? It was from 2018. Oh, the essay was written in 2018, yeah. Jensen in 2018 in 2018. Uh, so Cass keeps anyway, sniffing anyway. this corpse. They do yeah. a sort of like weird 
thing in this scene of like good old intuition versus like uh, straight facts, I guess. Because it's like Castiel's like, I know everything about this guy. Um, He had a bladder infection. His arterial health is good. No EMF or sulfur. It was all useful knowledge based on narrowing down what happened. Yeah. But uh, then like the boys figure out that he's having an affair and it's like Dean's like strike one Sherlock uh we're the one with the street smarts we can figure out we can use Literally, deductive you don't reasoning. even gotcha him what are you yeah. doing and then, and then later he looked at his left yeah. hand but then also they get their own like uh uh they also are wrong later because the affair had nothing to do with anything yeah so okay, i found I a video they're, they're all losers sorry i found a video of um Jack, how do I open just this tweet? I hate you, Twitter. No. Okay, I think I got it. Um, of a uh, con in 2014 where Jensen strongly implies that he knows about and doesn't like Destiel. So there's that at least. Where am I here? Yeah, we kind of been knew that that Jensen Ackles is. Yeah, but now I have him on video. <laughs> <laughs> We've got video proof. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, Jensen Ackles is weird about gay people. Or he was in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, he's saying it's like, I don't think there's anything secret about the Dean and Cash relationship, even though a lot of people wish there was. What does that even mean, King? And he says, and I certainly know that Misha and I don't play that. Okay, Dean. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Jensen. <laughs> Just call him T. <laughs> I mean, maybe Jensen doesn't. Misha sure does. And he admitted to it, so... <laughs> Misha has also said that he did not play it that way until much later. So Misha it's Collins true. is it's a true. fucking liar. <laughs> Maybe not at the time, but he did eventually. Anyway. Don't think too long about the supernatural actors. It's bad for you. <laughs> it's so bad for you. Um... Oh, yeah, the coroner told. or detective or something calls Dean Scully, not yeah. Mulder. I love Dean when they like his misogyny for no yeah, fucking reason. And your dad was like, like Dean is girly and mean. Like Dean, Dean in no way resembles Scully. Not even at a all. little bit. Yeah, he's and not even being. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And if he's, he's being, just being like, an FBI weird guy and talking about ghosts and aliens and shit, Scully doesn't believe in them. Literally. Yeah. Like, he said you'd see anything weird, give us a call, which, like, yeah, that's an X-Files nod you could do there, but why would you go for Scully? Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so bizarre. Random women Mr. will Dab- see Dean and be like, is anyone going to call him a girl to his face? Literally. Mr. Dab, have you ever seen the X-Files? <laughs> I've seen the X-Files. Then, <laughs> then Cass starts sniffing a corpse. Yeah, we love you, baby girl. I said this already. Oh, sorry, I was... Researching jackals. It's fine. Um, so the next thing we get is uh, this Sam and Amelia flashback in which Sam is told to not talk politics, don't say anything bad about the cowboys, and whatever you do, don't use the words moist or irregardless. Yeah. And Sam goes, ah, there goes my opening. He's <laughs> which was really funny of him. Uh-huh. He was going to start talking about how the cowboys are so moist, but irregardless, politics is up to as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, it's Stan weird. is like immediately classist to him. Yeah, as soon as Amelia he's such walks an out. 
he's like, oh, you, you went to Stanford. That's a good school. What do you do now? And he's like, oh, I work at a motel. He goes balancing the books. He's like, no maintenance mostly. And Stan's like, that makes sense because you look like a real fixer-upper to me. What the fuck? Literally, what the fuck is wrong with this man? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that's wrong with this man is that his daughter's husband died. She disappeared. And then he finds her again living with a random dude he's never met. So it does make sense that he's a bit confrontational. Yeah, but like it makes Amelia uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, I'm not dad. saying nothing wrong with Sam this season. Like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying yeah, that he's being his, a jerk, his psychology is understandable. He has to be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Like, you could get to know Sam if the problem is you don't know him. But no, you'd rather yeah. make Sam miserable. Make swipes. Okay. Yeah. That's a great way for your daughter to be happy with you here. What? Yeah. Like, this is a perfectly reasonable uh, scene and type of guy but he just kind of sucks yeah i've met men like this he he gets all shitty when he learns that john was a marine <laughs> at first he's imp- like at first he's impressed that that sam's he's family in was in the army then yeah. he's like oh you didn't serve blah and then he like learns that john was a marine and he's like oh fuck those guys i don't understand the like weird infighting between the different branches on. of the military but it's what? Yeah, he has some kind of pissing contest with John's ghost. Yeah, literally. Everyone can't help but fucking hate John Winchester. Um, Cass does his Columbo impression, see. immediately yes. breaks into bad cop. Oh, Why right, did yeah. you kill your husband? I love him. <sighs> Sam's like... He's such a cutie. He's, he's watched go, he's TV. He's going he's through research. something. He's literally yeah. exactly like Dean. He goes, I don't want to bother you. I really don't. <laughs> I love you so much, baby girl. That's Dina's a <laughs> Dean says you weren't being a bad cop, you're being bad everything, is I think the line. He's so fucking yeah. mean to him. To be mean. fair, he was just he was just threatening this woman for no reason. Yes, it was out of line. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> Sam's like, he's going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Anyway, Olivia comes in, they're like, Cass goes, This is awkward. Yeah. And um, What's her name, the wife? Deb. Thank you. Deb is like, what did you think Carrie was hiding? And the boys just kind of stare at her for a second, but Cass goes that he was sleeping with her. <laughs> go, Trefoy, go. Mm-hmm. I love you, autism. Um. So, yeah, they had this little arrangement going on, and Cass is like, so she's not a witch, and Dean goes, just the best wife ever. Okay. All right, polyamory boy. Yeah, shout-outs to these guys, I guess. Yeah. Dean goes to the friggin' suburbs, man. <laughs> what happened to wanting to kill yourself uh, if you ever lived in a suburb, Dean? <laughs> so hold on, was the problem with Lisa that she didn't let you sleep around? <laughs> I guess he's posturing here. Yeah. He's he's playing Dean. Mm. You are Dean Winchester. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's like a weird, oh, okay, I processed now that it was a cut on purpose to avoid the swear as like a joke. It's like a very weird cut. Oh, yeah. It's not well done. I was more confused than anything. Because Dean starts to go, who gives up? And then it cuts mid-sentence to a car honk um, for the guy yeah. walking off the building. But 
it didn't work. It, I like I assumed that this was going to be Cass getting heaven zapped again, but we're just somewhere else and Cass isn't even here. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny, but I didn't process it correctly at first, so it didn't work for me. Now that I understand That's it, right. it's I funny. mean, it is it is very sudden. Uh, anyway, yeah, rip to this guy. Yeah. I don't have any notes on the scene except LOL. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He lands right on a car. <laughs> he does. He walked across the entire sidewalk. Uh, here we get this police interview. Um, oh, I do think it's about... a fun, like, a interesting continuity note that this guy was specifically killing himself because he invested everything in Roman industries. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's fun. Continuity in my supernatural? Dean and Sam did a financial crisis. <laughs> um, but anyway, my, my, my note here is they talk about Bugs Bunny and Castiel's like, so we're looking for some kind of insect rabbit hybrid. How do we kill it? He's so Sam's cute. like, no, it's a character. And then they talk to him about animated movies. He's like, is that supposed to be funny? And he's like, no, it's hilarious. And then we cut to Castiel watching TV and he's laughing and is like, I understand. It is funny. So the bird cute. represents God and Coyote is man endlessly chasing the divine yet never able to catch him. I just really, really love the idea of an angel watching cartoons and being like, oh, it has I, theological I significance. It. Yeah, baby. Tell me more about yeah, it. It's good. It's great. Tell me what Tom and Jerry represents, Cass. Yeah, I would I would enjoy more um Castiel interprets human media. Yeah, give me give me like if this was if Supernatural was coming out now, give me like cast TikToks talking about <laughs> different <laughs> oh shows that he's I watching. I want cast to analyze Steven Universe through analysis. a theological lens. <laughs> yeah. Um we also get some Twilight. Uh it's fine, I'll just watch you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to have a sleepover. Dean's like, okay, yeah, we'll have a slumber party. Braid Sam's hair and Sam laughs at that. I'll watch over you. He'll watch over him. Guys. Just like he used um, to do. Cass can hear the police band. Um, yeah, that's and Sam's cool. Like, it's what? And he goes, it's all waves. Just because your pathetic little ears can't hear them. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> uh, so they go define Looney and immediately cut to an anvil smashing a guy. It's very funny. Yeah. It's great. One ton. It's this, not uh, even like it doesn't even try to look like it used to be a person. It's just like yeah, the, it's just a gore pile. It's just it's great. It's so funny. It looks like a fucking video game. Yeah, yeah. The like of and also there's a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, the blend of the blend of like real world, like this is what would happen to someone if it happened, and like cartoon logic is very good because it's sort of a, it's sort of like cartoon gore also because like if this hit yeah. a human it wouldn't look like that but it's like the weird exactly. combination it's just like a of like pile yeah. yeah it looks like the stuff the the uh shifters pull off of themselves it yeah. kind of does yeah just like a weird mass Blicky. of flesh yeah uh when i saw the big black hole in the wall i was like yes i love this <laughs> i knew why it would love this episode yeah it's really fun this is the exact kind of bullshit why it loves it is it is <laughs> Well, also, it's insane. Like, we've we've sort of... Supernatural has just casually introduced that there's, like, an idealistic underpinning to the metaphysics of reality that, like, a powerful enough, of, a powerful enough human mind can just warp the laws of physics, which I guess explains some things about why gods exist 
and why they may or may not need human belief to be powerful. Yeah. Mm. And we already why, talked you're about so this smart. With, with the tulpas. <laughs> I don't know. I just think about these things a lot because I like to write fantasy and I like to think about how fantastical things like would work. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The show doesn't care, but it is wild that it just drops that. I was like, oh yeah, they're like... Remember psychics? So powerful. Remember how powerful Sam was? Well, Sam is nothing compared to this man who can literally change the laws of physics yeah, in like he literally insane ways. Warps reality around him unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Well, presumably he used to be able to do it consciously. Yeah, I'm if he this guy need to be doing it consciously, this guy in his prime would be like the protagonist of like an epic story. Like, excuse me, how did this guy not just win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's because the story is not centered on him, but, like, if someone with that level of power encountered the sort of problems the boys did, like, bam, done. Like, yeah. we, a wizard is here. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's just... the the Some of the excuses the show comes up with to have its, like, zany hijinks are, like, really wild. Honestly, I thought that this was going to be the return of Gabriel. That would make sense. I was like, is this a trickster episode? No. Um, Cass is looking through John's journal, which I don't have really coherent thoughts about. I just think it's interesting. And he's like, your father had beautiful handwriting. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird moment, but, like, I don't dislike it. I think they should get to hang out and yeah. just have quiet moments where they're not actually talking about anything way more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um. Yeah, so then... So, um yeah dean is like so how are you doing and Cass is like yeah i'm so fine i'm like totally normal and dean's totally like do you want to maybe find out if heaven has something to do with this and he's like i am not going back and dean's like what about and he goes i said no yeah he said no dean he said fucking no dean he the he doesn't his him raising his voice here is very startling Yes, yeah, he it doesn't. Is. It's do uncommon that. for him. And Dean doesn't like fight back. He instead he goes yeah. over and sits next to him and goes talk to me. I'm gonna fucking cry. This is a very Aww. good like tender scene between like characters who care about each other a lot, and I really like it. Talk yeah, to literally. Me. Wow. Like Dean so often would like push this aside or be like, just don't think about it. It's fine. Just suppress it. Or like, but, but he's so but, worried no, about he, like, Kaz. He just wants him to be okay. He's friggin' thrilled. And then, to have of course, the the scene gets cut off right when it's getting good because Castiel makes such an admittance here, and then like we see Dean react to it, but Dean cannot. They cannot keep talking about this Literally. and just have to sort of move on because he says, "If I see what heaven's become, what I made of it, I'm afraid I might kill myself." Yeah, and then Sam walks in like, "Hey, plot time." Uh huh. Sam, do you fucking Castiel's mind? Like, Castiel's like, good, excellent, what? Just like stands up and is like, oh, that conversation didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a very like human so thing for him to do. Like, mm-hmm. Also, he refers to um, his Godsteel era as when I was bad, which is such like yeah. simple phrasing. It makes me crazy. He's so yeah. like, when I was bad. He has issues. He's doing so bad, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um... Shoutouts to Sam for being able to figure out the source of this. Like, it this is this is a good. Uh, a lot of the time, they're like the way they figure out 
like what's causing the thing can be a little like okay the show just had to get there this is like genuinely interesting like detective Sammy. putting the just yeah this is interesting detective work in terms of how he puts it together how he finds the radius the fact that he like is able to put together the actual cause and like realize that it's just collateral damage like it's cool mm -hmm. i like it for 50 yards around each robbery people were living yeah. in a cartoon he did it mm -hmm. yeah it's just this like bubble of weird area of effect he says yeah aoe weird shit <laughs> and dean's like it's wabbit season castiel's like i don't think you pronounced that correctly <laughs> he's so uh -huh. cute i love you uh they go to the old folks home Dean is uncomfortable there, and the same reason why he's also uncomfortable in, like, hospitals and, like, psychiatric wards. My guy does not like being reminded of his, of, like, potentially being weak or, like, needing people to look after him. Mm -hmm. This guy is so okay with the concept of aging. I'm sure he yep. is going to live to such an old age and be okay with it. Totally normal. Uh -huh. Hi. Um... <laughs> and to deflect from his discomfort, he goes, no flirting, you two. Don't hit on any old people. And, of course, immediately the first woman, they, the first old lady they talk to, starts uh, mistaking Cass for her deceased husband. Mm -hmm. You're so pretty, Charles. Yeah. He's so pretty. He is well, so that, pretty. And that ends up being plot relevant later yeah. because it's because of that that she's like, just like, Charles, they took my diamonds. Yeah. Good uh, follow through on this. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm playing The Sims and I just clicked on the baby to put the camera on her. She's like a block away from the house, sitting on the sidewalk <laughs> in the snow. Oh this guy can't keep doing this shit. <laughs> you call CBS on this Sims dad. God, literally. <laughs> I leave I leave for two seconds. Anyway, sorry. Supernatural. Um yeah, so I really like this old lady. She's a sweetie. Uh -huh, yes. She's so sweet. She's adorable. Um, did you notice that the chessboard is white on both sides? What? What does that mean? The, the look at the look at the look at the, the chess board. are all white. Can you send it to the ref so that I don't have to open it? Like it's white versus white chess? I I don't know. Or just the game is over? If so, whoever was playing black got smoked. <laughs> Hold on, let me look here. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, there's just a pawn there. Oh no! It, I think it's I think it's one of those ones where like some of them are clear and some of them are smoked. Yeah, and that's, oh, the yeah, that's it looks confusing. Like it's not good design, but I've seen it. That's bad design, especially not okay. if it's in a fucking old folks' home. These people can't yeah. see. Yeah. Not not a good choice of prop. No. No. Is that just a a black pawn on the left there? Maybe they lost one of the pawns and they replace it with this one. Yeah, it looks like a smaller black pawn from another set. Which is a very that good, is a fun like, detail, except the rest yeah. of the set sucks. Yeah. Uh, then we get another flashback. We have some military grunt versus jarhead rivalry stuff here. When Sam says that John was in the Marines. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Before that, Sam talks to an orderly uh, who refers to his patients as creepy. Why do you work here then? Oh. Fuck yeah. off. Okay, yeah, then uh, Stan and Sam do the orderly. The orderly does state the theme of the episode out loud, which is useful for us, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it prompts Sam's flashback. Yeah, he says the real world is yeah. too much for them, so they just hide. And then we get um, yeah. Sam remembering how he and Amelia were doing that. Yeah. Um, I do like that the, the, the like, spaghetti and sliced hot dogs thing is, like, cute for, like, 
background is like this became like their tradition because yeah. it's because they didn't have a lot of money. See, I had I ate macaroni and hot dogs when I was young. These people are fucking insane for cutting the hot dogs lengthwise. It's weird, yeah. It doesn't even like, like help you eat it. Yeah, you're like you're just gonna stuff the whole like eight inches of hot dog in your mouth, cut you it into slices, what you, you freaks. Do. What? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fucking weird. Uh, Stan says that Sam has the look of a military guy, even though he never served. Um, because obviously hunting will do that to you. Hunting yeah. is a paramilitary him, cult. Him picking up on the same thing I picked up on a few episodes ago is like. He does. Sam does sort of have the connect the, the military connection, even though it's not the same kind of military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sam says that the oh. guys like Sam, they don't stop till they find something to hold on to. And Sam says, "You think that's what yeah. I'm doing here, just holding on?" And he says, "You and Amelia are just holding on to each other," which is pretty sad. Like, I I do like he's like I don't blame her for taking off, needing to run away and hide. I know why she did it. The question is, what are you running from, Sam? Which is very astute of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a fair concern. Yep. He didn't need to be a yeah. jerk in front of Amelia constantly, but at least he has like reasonable worries. Yeah. Um they see the they see the Fred Jones uh thing on the like they cuz cuz they have this the like our family that's like a bulletin board of everyone, which is very handy and they're like, "Hey, wait a second, we recognize that." And not like I Scooby-Doo exit like they've referenced Scooby-Doo before. It's wild that they don't even they don't they even, hutch, like, mention uh, that he's named Fred Jones, <laughs> which, like, they can't because if they acknowledge it, then, like, the joke of his name becomes too on the nose, but it's yeah. still kind of weird. Like, I think it's cute that I he's named it, Fred Jones, like, it helps but... that they already knew the guy. If they just heard of this guy named Fred Jones, they yeah. might have been able to comment and get away with it, but, like, they already know They him, probably so made jokes really about, about it about when it. they were younger and were hanging yeah. out with him. Sure, but the... But I... I it would, if I was in this situation, if I was Dean, or if I was writing Dean, it would be impossible not to acknowledge the fact that they're in a cartoon world, and the guy who's, like, the guy that they're investigating is a cartoon, is named after a cartoon character. Well, you can wait another five seasons for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we're uh-huh. here forever. <laughs> um... um. Dean mentions that Fred Jones gave him his first beer. I don't think I was even yeah. double digits. Okay, yeah. well, that's a crazy thing yeah. to say. This guy gave a beer to a nine-year-old. Well, you know how it is. Cass is still talking to the kitty cat. Yeah, the cat's He's, name I'm is Bob. You. And then as he I'll walks away, it's cat this is a beautiful cat. I know. I cat. want this kitty so bad. Do you think his name is Bob to play off of this, the Tom and Jerry thing that they're doing, where like Tom Cat, Bob Cat? Oh, maybe. Maybe naming him Tom would be too on the nose. Yeah. When Mrs. Bob's... Tate talks to talks about Bob, she goes, he really hates that mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob's wiki page has a quote from him. Obviously, the quote is just dumbass. It's so good. I, I was hoping that there would be trivia about what happened to the cat afterwards, whose cat this is and whatever. But no, uh, Robert Singer voiced that line. Oh, my God. That's incredible. That's I love that. Yeah, this is a really good joke. It made me laugh. It's it, this cat is beautiful. Um, this cat. Have y'all seen the cat that looks like Ron Perlman? No. What? <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a famous, 
cat that looks like Ron Perlman, and this is I think okay. The same no, breed it does. Or, or looks looks like kind of similar. I think it's the same breed of cat. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop! Oh my god. <laughs> um. This is a. Uh, is there a? Oh my god. Is there? Is this a? This. Resembles quite a lot of animals. Um, I don't know. It's not this thing I'm reading is not giving me cat breed, but but there is a Reddit, there's a there's a subreddit called R slash Ron Perlman Cats, uh, <laughs> which is great. Incredible. Uh, Reddit is often bad, but small niche subreddits for stuff like this is the best part of Reddit. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, this kind of looks like a Ron Perlman cat. It's not quite like the nose isn't quite as big as some of these other cats, but it it does have that sort of like wide face, very majestic cat, and its name is Bob. Um, but yeah, great joke, great use of making an animal talk. Mm -hmm. uh, so they go talk to Fred. Don't remember what happens in this scene. <laughs> they test that he should be surrounded by a circle of crazy. So Dean picks up a book and whacks oh, himself right, in the head with right. it. <laughs> He goes yeah. clang, yeah, and, he sees, and then he like sees. Little I'm birdies. sad that they didn't do like stars around his head or little birdies. Well, you can yeah. hear the birdies, but we don't. You see can them. hear the birdies. He's so funny. His instinct was just like, okay, let me just whack myself in the head real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and Castiel's like, well, what do we do? Do we kill him? God. And Doctor Mahoney's right behind him and kicks them out. Yes, feels like I could teleport him out of here. It's like, no, who knows what'll happen if you do that. Um, D Dean tells Castiel to go invisible girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird that, like, I can think of at least two female superheroes off the top of my head who can go invisible. I can't think of any who are men who do that. Is invisibility well, I mean, a there's... girl thing? Quite famously, there is the invisible man. I mean, yeah. Who's <laughs> not a superhero, but... Instead, a uh, critique of society and the social contract of... Right, so I'm specifically talking about superheroes. Like, do superheroes not get sure. to be invisible, only superheroines? Super. I'm sure there are superheroes who can turn invisible. Yeah, but, but, but I, I can't know. think of any. Superheroes that can turn... Like, I know Violet... Doesn't... Wait, wait, wait! Miles can turn invisible, right? You're so right. Okay. It's true. That's Invisible kid. DC. Uh, Ant-Man, apparently. What? Since when? I mean, he can't exactly turn invisible he in a traditional very sense. Small. Yeah. Okay, not uh, seeing Miles him is Morales. not the same as being invisible. John Constantine? Mystique. I mean, it, John Constantine is a wizard, so him knowing a spell that lets him turn invisible makes perfect sense. But he doesn't yeah, have so his superpower is that he knows how to do magic spells. <laughs> Dr. Fate, the Flash, again, by a technicality. Okay, again. Uh, Martian Manhunter. Okay, we Doctor okay. Strange. Can we can we talk about the episode? Can we talk yeah. about the episode? It was a short please? list, okay? <laughs> um, so we get this exploding cake. It's funny. Um, I, I really like that Fred died. is changing the channel by just like tapping his finger. Oh, yes, yes. Really good. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And he's like looking actively for cartoons. Like when he gets to the cartoon, like he stops and there's like a little he has like a little smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in pieces to this cake, but at least nobody got it. Yeah, hurt. rest in pieces. I mean, I thought that Sheila, I thought that Sheila also exploded. Yeah, it's not yeah. good because so, it's like I I'm glad. So they're just like I'm glad. Goop, but it's yeah. just cake. I, I'm glad a bunch of old people weren't exploded by this cake. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess cartoon laws of like explosions 
generally would be like everyone walks off okay from an explosion. Right, but people also but don't also normally people, yeah, exactly. die from getting anvils dropped on them, so. Yeah, I was thinking both of those things, so I could see it going either way. Like, either they walk out with, like, their face all soot-covered, or they are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where, um, Sheila's like, they took my bracelet. Mm-hmm. She's wearing my diamonds. Um... They go find this guy. Yeah, they go find, like, the loot pile. Um, Extremely funny that they're like, hey, bearer bonds, maybe these belong to Mrs. Tate. Maybe? Like, I know Uh that you know her bearer bonds were stolen, so it's not that much of a leap, but it is pretty silly. I mean, it could be other people's. It could be other, because, like, they've been stealing from a bunch of these folks. Yeah. Uh, Castiel continues to prove his. Fuck! I did so many stitches in the wrong color, and now I have to frog it all and untie it. That sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not like I'm not going to use this color again, but come on. All right, Cass, what? Uh, Cass continues to prove his usefulness as a member of the party as the cleric slash paladin <laughs> because he can just heal people who are dying, which is really useful. Um, I like this. Uh, I I just love this setup because it's like because uh, Doctor Mahoney had already been stealing from people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like instead of I don't know, it's such a good like. Uh, uh, urban fantasy schmuck thing to do, which is you figure out that like the laws of reality are mutable and magic exists, and so the thing you decide to use it for is to get rich. <laughs> which, like, fair enough, you know? But it's a very, like, practical response to that in a way that's funny to me. It was like, wait a second, is this guy emitting a cartoon field? Hmm, interesting. How could I use that to make money? You know, you do what <laughs> yeah. you gotta do. This would be a great um, this... addition to my burglary profits. Yeah. This orderly being like, I didn't know he had a gun is wild, though. Like, y'all are criminals. <laughs> he said that Fred was a loose end. He was going to kill him. Hmm, if he's threatening to kill people, I wonder if he has a gun. <laughs> to be fair, this guy doesn't seem like the sharpest tool of the shed in general, so. No. I do like that he's like, I'm just a petty criminal, but that guy's evil, man. I mean, there is a, a difference between stealing. Oh, no, yeah. No, it's true. Him. It's just, It's just funny. Speaking of funny, the he, when Cass heals him, he's like, "What the fuck? How did you do that?" And Dean goes, "He eats his Wheaties." Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So then we get another flashback. Uh, Amelia's dad is trying to convince her to come home. Sam is a mess. She says, "I'm a mess," but when I'm with Sam, I'm happy. Yeah. I've been happy in a long time. That was the most compelling I ever found them. Yeah. She's like, "Please let us be messes together," which is pretty romantic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stan tries to reach out to Sam at least a little bit by being like, hey, your car's cool. And Sam's like, yeah, my dad's. I like that. It's interesting he says my dad's, not my brother. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's been trying to avoid talking about Dean because he doesn't want to talk to Stan about his trauma. Yeah. Also, Sam's when they're washing, washing dishes. dishes... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Sam's washing dishes and he doesn't even take his watch off. I was just going to point out how tall Sam is compared to He's Stan. He's so big. Because there's a shot of them standing next to each other. And he is a full, like, like Stan comes up just a little bit past his shoulder. Stan is also kind of a little guy. Yeah, he's not big, but, like, Sam big. Sam big. Um, They, like, get into the zone. And um, Castile's like, can you feel that, Sam? The power, which I thought was interesting. I love when Angel also, can probably sense psychokinetics. Yeah. And he well, probably and assumes it's like, Sam can too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because Sam used to be psychic, and Castiel remembers that. 
Also, Dean, like, is playing around with the hole in the wall. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> He's having a good time. It is very funny that they've just, they're just, like, wheeling Fred around in the back of this van and giving him a tablet with his cartoons on it. He's an iPad kid. Yeah. Uh, and then they go into I his mind. It. Poof. And this, this is great. In a little Roadrunner cartoon now. It was a really fun green screen effect that they got going on, yeah, because it's like... It's fun. They look the almost ground... like a little bit fuzzy around the edges. Like, it's not perfect green yeah. screen, but, like, it works really well for what they're doing here, which is that they don't belong in a cartoon landscape. Yeah, and they're in, like, a 3D, like, cartoon landscape mm -hmm. uh, in a way that kind of looks like a cel-shaded video game. Um, but then the moment they start breaking the cartoon, like, everything shatters, and then suddenly, like, the landscape becomes static. Uh, and the way the reality changes they talk to Fred is great. Like, when he finally sort of, like, reaches the epiphany uh, and every the static cuts out and becomes the, like, uh, color display yeah. that, like, an old CRT television would have, it's it's super cool. It does look really good. That was fun. Um, I don't remember what they actually say to him. They, they tell him like... to stop living in a, in a fantasy, um, Sam. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, we're mirrors. And Fred thinks it's only been like three or four years since he's seen Sam, and Sam's yeah, like, "Yeah, that was like the um, Yeah, he's like, "You're John's boy. Why are you so old?" Yeah. Um, uh, we... And this is where he has the line: "You want to know what's the worst thing that could happen to a guy for a, to to a guy who's got a mind like I got?" Losing it. And he just says, "Losing it." Cut back to Dean. Dean, meanwhile, goes into the thing and runs into the doctor. He goes, um, what's up, doc? <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. Pulls his, pulls his gun on him. The doc offers him half the money. Dean's like, I don't make a habit of stealing from old people. Uh, and then Dean shoots at him and he gets the bang gun because, of course, he does. Um, it's cute. And uh, Dr. Mahoney says, like, you brought, a, <laughs> you brought a gun to a tune fight? He goes, welcome to the fun house. Yeah. It's great. I love the banter in this in this scene. It's great. Yeah. I also like, I missed it, but I like how Fred described himself. It's like, what, you're, they're keeping me as a damn psychic copper top? You plug me in, the world goes wacky? It doesn't work that way. Like, well, turns out it does. It's literally working that way right now, King. So um, Dean continues with his very silly gag fight where he gets, like, smashed in the face with a frying pan that presses his, like, face into the uh -huh. pan. We get the freeze frame title of the episode, uh, Hunteris Heroicus and Grotescus Villainous. Great. Oh, yeah, Dr. Mahoney also says what his, like, ideology is here, like, how he's excused this to himself, which doesn't really track with him being like, yeah, let's kill Fred, but his, his excuse is he's not stealing from the old people, he's stealing from their children. Little bastards think they can drop their folks off at home and visit twice a year, maybe. I took care of all those old geezers. I think I deserve. And Dean's like, I don't care. Let's fight and then I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is accurate. But I do like that this is his reasoning. Like, it makes sense that he would slowly, like, go down this path from, like, resentment to, like, I'm going to get back at them to, like, going fully murder mode. Yeah. On the, mm -hmm. the justification that he's not stealing from them, he's stealing from their kids is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, still stealing, though, but, um, yeah, like, that makes sense, at least, you know? He, yeah. he doesn't think of it as stealing from old people who are vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so this is where, as they start, like, 
getting Fred, like breaking Fred out of his fugue. He talks about like cartoons making him feel happy and safe and something to hold on to. No, actually, and Sam, Sam reaches... says something to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, Sam says something to hold on to. And that's like him reaching out and us connecting the Sam stuff with the Fred stuff, which I think, like I said earlier, yeah, I think works. is pretty good. Um, more of the fight happens. And then Sam gives his little speech. It's like, look, it can be nice living in a dream world. It can be great. I know that. And you can hide and you can pretend all the crap out there doesn't really exist, but you can't do it forever because eventually whatever it is you're running from, it'll find you. It'll come along. It'll punch you in the gut. And then you got to wake up because if you don't, then trying to keep that dream alive will destroy you and destroy everything, which, yeah, I mean, as we learn at the end of this episode, the reason why he was broken out of his dream world is because it turned out that her husband's still alive. Oops. Which, oof. But also... We've all like, been there, right? Yeah. It mm -hmm. now makes sense why he just left. Yeah, I was waiting for the reveal. Because you yeah. kept being yeah. like, why would he just leave? Well, well... Yep. Again, so much of this Hi, would be so much easier if, if you just knew about polyamory. <laughs> well, I mean, knowing about it doesn't necessarily mean you're cool with it. No, no. Yeah, like, Amelia would have to Sam have a talk with Don and then, like, introduce yeah. them... But yeah, they could try it instead of just like, well, time to leave, uh, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, then Fred makes this guy kill himself, which is pretty dark. It's pretty whack. And again, is an another character doing something for the boys so they don't have to, even though Dean was mm -hmm. perfectly willing to shoot this man. I, I don't know how I feel about the that's all folks after the extremely dark making a man shoot himself in the head, like slowly as he tries not to. I think Dean would say it. I'll allow it. I I guess that's fair. It's just like I don't know. These I don't boys know how are I felt so desensitized it. to insane violence. Yeah, and I'm not mad about it. Like it makes like F Fred doing this makes sense because this guy has been like using him horribly. Mm-hmm. But like, but okay, I was about to say he didn't even kill anybody, but that's not true. He tried to kill that orderly, and he was going to kill Fred, but yeah. he did kill a security guard. He also killed oh, that right. security guard. He squished that guy, right? Yeah. And he was indirectly responsible. Also, he was for... stealing from all of Fred's friends. Yeah. Yeah, but I think stealing from people doesn't give you the right to make them kill themselves. Yeah, no, sure. I, I'm not talking about right or wrong. I was, you I'm know, I was just talking Fred about like, whether he was it. a danger, and I forgot that he was, in fact, an actual yeah. danger. <laughs> yeah. My notes for the scene do just say yipes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this is where we talk about the stuff. This is where the stuff happens that we already talked about at the start of this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we still have the Castiel stuff to talk about, though. Yeah. Which is when he goes back and talks to Naomi. Um, and she just says no because she can see what he's thinking, which is wild. Um, I don't think that's literal, but it is possible. Okay. Well, I think I think it should be literal because it would be cool. I yeah, exactly. That it was literal because 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 she talked about him reporting to her, and so I assumed that. Cause he because she never even bothers trying to make him capitulate to that. She just like, okay, thanks, Sam, goodbye. Which made which made it that she can see his mind make perfect sense to me because like he's just her like unwilling spy because she can just she just knows what he knows. Mm -hmm. It's a wild power to have, but I don't know. They're angels; they can do whatever. Yeah. Um. So because of Sam's big speech about not running from things, Cass is willing to go back to heaven to see what yeah. what what happened even though he just said that he would kill himself if he did that yep um but naomi's like no you don't get to come to heaven unless i call you yep. okay so now he's gonna hang out with fred it's like yeah i have to come back to make things right she's like you are by doing what you're told wow Ugh. 
Castiel and doing what he's told. It is weird that he's like, what should I do? And she says, what do you want to do? Naomi wants him to help the Winchesters and be her spy. So it's weird that she's cool with him staying here. But I mean, she whatever, knows the he'll show go doesn't back want him in the eventually. next episode. I guess that's true. Um, we but, get one uh, last Sam and Amelia scene. Um, yeah. Also, I should say, Castiel says, I know I can't run anymore, which is yeah, is good. Tying into the Sam line. Um, yeah, we get this cute story about her playing the sugar plum fairy as a little kid. With um, toilet paper on her shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then Dom. Oh, yeah, and this <gasps> is where... Sa- Sa- Sam, sorry, Sam does finally bring up his brother. Yeah. Um, Sam yeah. does finally open up to Stan, which is which is yeah, he says a valuable thing to mention. Yeah, he that loss of Dean. Yeah. He, he answers the question he was asked. Uh, and that makes Don being still alive, like, work out particularly well in terms of, like, upbeats and downbeats, mm-hmm. like, emotionally, because, like, it, things are going well. Like, Sam's, Sam's starting to connect to Stan. Uh, but then, whoops. Uh-oh. Oops. Oops. <laughs> My girlfriend's military husband, etc. Yeah. Yep. And then we end on Sam staring off into space and deeming, like, you good? And then Ode to Joy plays and... The little cartoon circle closes yeah. around the episode, and that's it. I did it. like that circle. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's a cute way to end it. And that's it. That's, that's all, it. folks. That's the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discussed the themes already at the start of this, so uh, actor facts. Unless anyone else has any final um, things they want to say. Nope. No, I appreciated your Porky Pig, Ash. I did hear that. Thank you. That Thank was... you. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Thank uh, you. <laughs> it was a good attempt. Uh, Detective Glass was played by Catherine Lowe. Um... Hegquist? I don't know how to pronounce that. It was also Sergeant Grace Harris in Rock Point PD, Roberta Rhodes in Iron Man Armored Adventures, Nora in Continuum, Terry Sternholtz in Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, Linda Nelson in Chesapeake Shores, and Petra Bellwether in Motherland Fort Salem. Stan Thompson was played by Brian Markinson, who was also a lot of cops in various things. Uh, Spencer Lewis in Girls Club, uh, Martin Heller in Angels in America, Agent Bernal in Touching Evil, Bill Jacobs in Da Vinci's Inquest and Da Vinci City Hall, Aaron Kornbluth in The L Word, Jordan Durham in Caprica, Inspector Roscoe in Shattered, Gil Glowen in The Killing, Ronnie Dearman in Arctic Air, Arnold Rosen in Mad Men, Inspector Dillon in Continuum, Norman Rothman in The Romeo Section, Albert in Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Roger Peralta in Unspeakable, Everett in The Magicians, George Lane in Away, Chuck Bukanski in Tribal, and Detective Saunders in A Million Little Things. He's just got one of those cop heads. He does. <laughs> he does. It's true. Uh, the nurse's boyfriend, uh, the little guy who got shot, was played by Bryce Hodgson, who was also Don E. and iZombie. Sheila, the old lady, was played by Maxine Miller, who was also Nurse Farmer in Mr. Rogers, and Nurse Miller in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I did not realize counted as two separate TV shows. Um, and then the businessman who jumped was played by Faustino de Faustino de Bada, who was also sleepy in Once Upon a Time. Fascinating. And, uh, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Although the Apple ones in particular are good, I guess. Uh, what are we doing next time? Next week we have Citizen Fang, which is a Benny episode, and Torn and Frayed, which is a plot moving forward episode with Naomi mm-hmm. and Amelia. Nice. All right, well. Until next time, uh, which hopefully shall be sooner than the previous two-week break that yeah. we had. Sorry about that. But I had a personal crisis. Um, and that's okay. So it goes. Uh, next weekend is Father's Day. Oh, yeah, it is. So I don't know how that will affect 
Thanks, All right, bro. well. Well, the Sunday after that is uh, New York Pride. I thought New York Pride well, was yesterday. Okay, Manhattan Pride. Okay. I was I was talking to, because Danny and Kay went to Pride yesterday. I was talking to Alex about, mm. surely there's a Pride that's not on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a Manhattan one. Excellent. That's the one that like goes past Stonewall. Mm. Nice. Cool. Okay, well, until next time, we're going to be listening to yep. Beethoven as the cartoon circle closes itself around us, leaving us in infinite blackness. Farewell. Okay. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description. <laughs>